guess we're back for episode five, right? Five. Damn, dude. It's already been a month and some change. Because we, we well, did one uh, We missed two one weeks. Oh, you're right. So we we did we've been two. about seven weeks. Did I we miss two up. weeks or did, did we nah, miss it was, one? It was, it was two weeks because the prior week that we were supposed to. Yeah. And then... Um, well, I had to work that Friday night. I, had oh, to, I was working right now. That's why I couldn't go get the stuff. And I got drunk. Oh, damn. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's why it worked out. Yeah, seven oh, wait, weeks. Yeah, we, we drank. <laughs> was it? We went, that weekend, we went to... Uh, that was Saturday. Oh, yeah, I went on right, Saturday. That weekend. Oh, we, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Buffalo Bayou, is that what it is? That's right. Yeah. yeah Check it out. It's good stuff. It's really nice. Um, but yeah, episode five, dude. It's crazy. It is crazy. It's actually... It, sh- it should be a month and a half, but how long has it been now? Two months? Two months? Yeah, por ahí. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's crazy. I think slowly but surely we're getting traction. I've gotten a few feedbacks. Really? Yeah. When you get feedback from random people, that's when it matters. Dang. That's true. Not, not, from, not, from, <laughs> not from like people you know, because people you know, they're always going to uh, help you out. But when you get like some feedback from random people, you're like, oh, snap. Yeah, I mean, slowly and but then surely. And you got to search them up you, on you Instagram. Got, you got to start Facebook. getting yeah. some traction somewhere, though. That is yeah. true. The hey, you I mean, people, if you're listening, share this with other people. Help us out. We want to quit our jobs. Yeah, become famous. I was we were, I was just letting them know on um, on Tuesday. I did a mock interview for the a student at University of Texas, right, for the Society of Hispanic Professional Engineers. Isn't that the thing you're part of for some reason? Yeah, so I was a part of that organization when I was in school. So I was like, man, you know what? Let me let me do something for them because they definitely helped me out a lot when I was in school, right? That and my other organization. Uh, in what Kaisen ways Mapai. did they help you? I just can't say they helped me out. Well, I guess developing, right? Um, professionalism. Um, so the student I was talking to, she was a first-generation Mexican-American. Just and, like us. Uh, yeah, mm. literally. And she did not know what she was doing. She was like, I just did it so I can start, you know, getting familiar with all this stuff. And then just through talking to her, she was like, sorry, this is just hard for me. I've never, you know, been in situations like this. And it was online. Can you believe yeah, it? Exactly. it was like person to person? Yeah. And it'll be different. It would, I it mean, to would. be in front of somebody, I guess you could, de- depending on their vibes, you can read them and right. learn to contribute how to make them more comfortable learn i mean match their vibes yeah. that way that you can both be exactly. in, like, in sync and uh, but uh, yeah pretty much what ended up being uh <laughs> a freaking mocking if ended up being like a motivational speech for her because you know I, I told her i was like look don't feel like she was like i feel like sometimes i don't belong here at ut just how i felt like when i was in high school because my high school was pre- predominantly white and i was like well think about it this way if you're at ut it's for a reason so don't feel That's like you true. you don't belong. I was like I remember one of my uh, Rodrigo sisters, you know, uh, Rosada. Uh-huh. Um, she one of the first things I I still remember today is uh you know right now we're minor. So this is two thousand eight. Right now we're minority. Down the road we're not going to be a minority no more. Yeah. And I think we're pretty much at that point where we are very close to. So check this out. Five years ago there was fifty two, fifty four million Latinos here in America. This is five years ago. Mm-hmm. So. Here in America, we're on the road to being primarily brown. Yeah, we are. Think yeah. about it. Exactly. So we reproduce like bunnies. Oof. Not me, guys. <laughs> I have no kids. Not married. <laughs> and then, but, and then you see all those little badass kids with like the silver. Damn, why hey, you I, me? I, I used to be I, one of those kids. I, I, <laughs> dude, I had cornrows. I got a grill. Ah, and looking like uh, what's that movie with a uh, three six mafia? Uh. Oh. You got me there. I don't the know. One, they're like Not from Memphis. Uh, what's that movie called? Google it. Google it. Ahorita lo voy a googlear. 
But yeah, that so keep on spreading the word, guys. You know, somebody out there is going to learn something out of this. But you didn't um, finish your story, though. What was oh, yeah, story? yeah. So it pretty much ended up being, you know, like a motivation of speech where I was like, you know what? You belong. I, I told her, I was like, just how you are now. I was back then when I started school, you know, I was like, professionalism did not exist in our household. It did not. You know, not. that even the word, you know, the definition of it, we didn't know what that was. Not until I went to school and I learned it through these organizations, right? And so sure enough, like she was like, when she started talking to me, she started getting emotional and she was, there was teary eyes. Right. Um, But that was the cool thing that after I finished talking to her, she was just like, like, all right, cool. You know what? I I belong here. You know, this is my spot. This is what I'm supposed to be doing type feel. This is what I'm studying for. Right. Did you tell her about the podcast? I did not. It, Damn, it, it was all recorded professionalism and stuff. You dude. know, when you stop recording, you can say, all right, you know what? I, I did not have control of the <laughs> recording button. So so you, as the interviewer, did you feel proud? I did. I actually did. And that's kind of a cool thing that I was like, damn, you know, we're in a situation now where we can, we've learned. I'm not saying we're masters at what we do, but we've right. learned enough to at least pass it down to somebody yeah. else and, you know, give them. The information we wish we would have had, right? Because like passing the torch, como yeah, because yeah, I mean, it's not it's not an easy thing to learn. I mean, learning how to talk to people, learning how to you know feel their vibes, and you know right. try to match it up. It's not an easy thing to do. Hell no, especially um, not through Zoom. <laughs> yeah, and then you know sometimes you get some cool people. You know, I've been in interviews where they're cool, other ones where they're not, and it's just like right, it's like dry, right? What so are you, what are we doing here? It's um, like turkey, right? What? You know, turkey's dry, bruh. You ever had turkey thigh, baby? <laughs> juicy, ready. It depends, yeah, though. Dude. If you get barbecue sauce with it, if not, nah. Oh, yeah. Si lo agarras solo, nambre. Hey, did we introduce him? Or no, we had him roll we, up. We kind of going into the why y'all should share the podcast. Hey, but guys, for real, uh, definitely share the podcast. These guys, uh, definitely each, each I've been watching each and every podcast since they've started, and I've been giving feedback. You're one of our loyals. Especially and, with, with Joe, come back, Joe. You're a groupie. Man, that well, actually, Joe, man. They told us, uh, uh, one of my coworkers, like, y'all need to get Joe and Cindy together and see how they interact. Yeah, that is true. That, that should be a good. That'd be one. scary. Yeah, because y'all like, got we'd to, have to sit them apart though. Get us, si se agarran a chingadas. Yeah, I love how animated your sister made the show for. I know, right? Like she brought, she brought a lot of like animation and the vibe, and it kind of like it brought out a little bit of like an excitement out of y'all. I know. You know, you grew up and you got real chill, really cool, calm, collected. Mm-hmm. But I think throughout the show, y'all have learned to express. Yeah, we have. More. No doubt. I mean, I don't know if anybody noticed it, but uh, <laughs> like last week, my sister and Christian, Cindy and Christian, they kind of had They kind of took like, over the show, though. <laughs> that, no, yeah, they definitely did, they, but they, 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 were, they, were, they kind of reconnected, right? Because yeah, you heard I them, think they, they needed a voice something or something. <laughs> I don't know. They were closing back when they were in high school, mm-hmm. whatever, and then they kind of just, you know, life happened, they grew apart, and then it just had kind of happened that they were like, well, you know what, I miss that, you know? Them tell, talking to one another, and I was like, oh, shit, it's pretty dope. It's kind of eye-opening, like I said it last week, because I didn't know they got along like that. I was like, oh, yeah. damn. Well, I, maybe... What about you, Chingis? How many siblings do you have? Well, introduce oh, him first. Right. So <laughs> I'll, I'll let you do the honors. Go ahead, man. We have uh, Edward, a.k.a. Chingis, a.k.a. Kingis, a.k.a. Chicken Nuggets. Tell me, tell him A.k.a. Kiwis. Why is he known as Chicken Nuggets here at the house? My dad, uh, he nicknamed him that after a Super Bowl. No, not after, but. Dirty. Before a Super Goal uh, game, I forgot which one it was. Right. 
right. And King, you showed up with a, two of the 40 packs? 50 packs. Two of the 50 yeah, packs. 50s, yeah. Let me tell you that about that. Se acabaron. Hambrientos. But yeah, so then that's why dad calls them chicken nuggets. And that's, yeah, that's why my dad calls them chicken nuggets. And, and while we're at it, what are y'all drinking today? I can't drink. Oh. I'm on medication, so I'm on. Uh, you know, Paola told me we got to make an episode about that. About Mexicans what? and health. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, um, I'm 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 a Mexican in health. I'm I'm living it right now. Yeah, I just uh, experienced it, so I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but yeah, we got Palomas. What, what was that in episode two? Right, episode two is when we first had him. I think so. Um, I appreciate that we went back guys. to it because that's that's Kingy's drink of choice of drink. And let me tell you about this drink. I, <laughs> I'm 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 Latino, but I've never heard of a paloma. Until one day I was out here cutting some hair, cutting these guys' hairs. I'm not a barber, guys. I just do it because. Hey, he does a good job, though. He's a nice little side hustle. So y'all hit him up. Y'all need one. No. I'm not doing haircuts. Oh, okay. <laughs> Don't hit him up then. I mean, if you need a haircut, I got gotcha. you. Don't worry about it. But uh, I was cutting hair, and it was me, you, uh, Joe. Skeet, Joe. And they were like, hey, let's let's have a couple of drinks. Yeah, that is true. And then we went to go get a bottle of this, some squirts. Uh, Just a bag of ice. Uh, limon. Lime, yeah, limon. salt, and ice. Let me tell you, I have not stopped drinking this. Remember you got uh, you got Shoisty that night? Yeah, it was uh, our <laughs> friend Vanessa's yeah, graduation party. Graduation. And right after that, we went straight out there, had a good time. I literally drank the whole bottle by myself. You did. Did. It wasn't this big though. Like, don't. We I'm not an alcoholic. Room. Yeah, I'm just uh, it, it just really it tastes really well. You know, is, what? What? This, is, is that like is that, man? It's like some chili twangs that he bought last time. Is it good? It is actually. It's pretty damn delicious. Try it. I kind of want to try it. Yeah. Nos como el Lucas. Some yeah, yeah. Remember it's not Lucas was discontinued because of uh, so much iron that yeah, it had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still haven't died. Zero carbs. I know, right? Um, and a lot of sodium. A lot of sodium. I guess That's the best part. Oof. Hey, heartburn. I'm like, oh, that's the best you know part. What? I never had a lot of issues with heartburn. Really? No, not really. That's good. Me lately, I've had issues with heartburn. I had to take uh, methone come out. You can do it up here, with It's just a lot of noise, you know. That's all good. Mete el dedo, mejor. Nah, that's disgusting. Um, yeah, lately I've been having issues with heartburn. Me tengo que tomar las pinches pasitas. Las tums. Yeah, tums. Las pasitas azules, güey. No, estoy no. Multicolor. My boy, No, not yet. Not hey, yet, player. Taking aphrodisiac. Se puede solo, güey. Al natural. Por a pinche ostión, güey. Al natural, güey. Just keep. I don't have that problem, guys, so. Yeah. So we're we're not gonna talk about health because health is next week. Yeah, yeah, we'll save that for another. Yeah, you know, yeah for sure. Later yeah, down the road. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to use that line. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Damn it. I caught myself too. Which one? We'll use, we'll leave that for another episode. I know. No, but it, it's because we were going that way too, and we're like, it's so easy to go. Yeah, it's so easy yeah. to go any random way when you're actually like into the topic. It's easy well, to go that way. I you got a haircut, man. That was like three weeks ago. Did you really? I haven't gotten uh, one. I look all nappy. It? The week Dude, after, after, in, the week like, after Joe told me to go get a haircut. Here I am talking about Chingy's uh, cutting hair, and here I am looking like a slob. Isn't that ironic? You never heard that song? Isn't that ironic? Yeah. It's like rain. <laughs> That's Whoa. like 2002 Karaoke. No, dude, it's like 90s. Dude, that's the reason why I was a little late today. I, I just, I, I 
I just clocked out of work. I work um, from home. Everybody, I guess, working yeah, remotely. I yeah. uh, started cutting my hair, took a shower, and I just... I'm not going to show my Let hair. Let me see today. your lines. I was going to say. Uh, We're about to judge right here. Live. All right, guys. We're about to truth. Oof. If y'all like those lines, y'all make Oof. sure y'all... <laughs> if y'all don't... Comment uh, below. Comment, comment <laughs> below if you... If, if you What's the uh, Instagram? What's the Instagram one? Oh, yeah. Add me on Instagram. Uh, Snapchat, Instagram, uh, Facebook. Is it all the same thing? When yeah, you, it's all the okay. same. It's Biggie Vino. B-I-G-E-V-I-N-O. We'll tag them. Uh, yeah, tag yeah, we'll, I'll, yeah, we'll tag them and then we'll add the uh, the 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 name on the video. Paquete yeah, There you go. Así que sepan quién eres. El chingis. El And let me. So the reason why they call me Kingi, uh, I grew up. Yeah, we never knew that, man. Why is the way you spell my name? K I N G I or K I N G Y. Ah, okay. Let me change it on my phone real quick. There you go. No, um, my my family, my brother was learning English and Spanish at the same time. And my dad spoke a lot of English. My mom did not speak a lot of English. So when my mom would talk to my brother in Spanish and my dad would talk to my, my brother in English, I guess it was hard for him to, like, pick a word and, you know, a language and learn and say names. Well, for I guess for me it was Gingy. Which meant little kid, but he didn't just call me this. He oh. called every other kid Kingy, Kingy Ben, Kingy, come here. Are you sure it wasn't like Kitty, like Kid E, maybe? And then um, you just said Kingy. Honestly, and... We didn't even really have pets, man. Like my mom hated. No, not Kitty, but like K I D D I E. Kitty. I don't know. What? I don't know. Like, like some Kitty it came shit. Came out as Kingy, and and it stayed, huh? It's, it... Yeah, yeah, man, it stayed up until like even now. I, like, I was gonna say that's what yeah. we call you. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's funny, like growing up in the, like I grew up in, I, I was raised in Denver Harbor, in the east Sunday side. One? Denver Harbor. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, Denver Harbor is in the east side of Houston. Um, oh, okay. I was gonna say where's uh, that? That's where my grandma lived majority of her life here in the in Houston. Um, we lived with my grandma up until I was like I want to say four or five. Okay. And then we moved out to a neighborhood out in Lakewood, uh, where old Lakewood Church was, basically Mesa and Tidwell. Uh, this, shout out to my boys out in Lakewood. Is this pre, uh, what's his name? Is that dude Pastor's name? Austin, no. No, he's, he's, been, he's been there since the beginning, Damn, dude. okay. Yeah. Oh, someone Mr. Lock Your Doors when it's flooded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I blanked out on his name. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of his name either. Uh, It'll come back to us. Hopefully. Hey, man, I don't go to church there. So. <laughs> hey, I only go to the one that used to be the summit. I don't know if y'all know what the, the summit is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I was raised Catholic, so. Well, weren't we all? But you were saying, though, sorry, I interrupted there. No, yeah, Talking yeah. about the pastor over here. So that's where, that's where it's primarily. I lived there up until I was, like, 18 years old. So I was raised out over there in the northeast side of Houston, uh, Mesa, Tidwell area. So that's uh, a lot of Hispanics out there, no? Primarily, Denver Harbor was primarily a lot of Hispanics. Like it was, it was weird for me because when I started going to elementary school and I started going to school at five, that's the, the same year when I moved, when we moved out to Lakewood. But I remember my first year in in uh, elementary school in Scroggins, named Scroggins and Scroggins Elementary, right next to uh, Selena Park out there. In, oh. Right. So, so when you say Hispanics, like was that actually Hispanics or like immigrants? 
That is true. It's like right. first right. generation Hispanics was like immigrant kids. Right. No, no, it was it was first generation Hispanics primarily okay. because I think uh, Denver Harbor even now, man, is primarily still Hispanics. Okay. Um, um, yeah, that tone is primarily Hispanic. Everybody right. knows that tone. But back in the day, it was like straight up, like. So what I'm trying to get at when I started going to school there, I thought that everybody who looked kind of like me knew Spanish. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, it's one of those most of my family, make. right? My grandma spoke Spanish. My my dad, my my deals, my mm-hmm. uh, my mom. So when, when I went up to these kids and I'm like, "Hey, cómo estás?" They looked at me weird and like, "I don't speak Spanish." Looked exactly. Yeah, they looked like down us. upon yeah. you, dude. That's the craziest part. They looked at me up and down, and I was like, "Are you?" Ma-? I asked them in no, Spanish, yeah, yeah. Mexicano? and they were like. Yeah, but I don't speak Spanish, and they looked at me and judged me. Yeah, there, there's a lot of parents that grew up with that notion that they don't want their kids knowing the language. Well, back in my days, I know there was that notion. I don't know back nowadays how it is if parents want their kids to learn the uh, Spanish language. You know, um, but even at school, because I'm a teacher, you know, you you get the Hispanic names and you try to speak them to them in Spanish, and then they're like, "Oh, I don't know Spanish." You're like. Even now, right? Yeah, it's kind of surprising. It's, it's surprising because like, they have like real Hispanic names. Have you ever asked speak. them though? Like, are you first generation, second generation? No, because you know people are real sensitive nowadays. Well, so. yeah, I mean, but I'm not saying like, were you from here? No, I'm just saying, oh, were you born here? Type thing. Well, I guess that's kind of yeah, 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 the same question. Because I mean, some you know some parents do that, and their way their reason is, oh, well, I'm, I want to protect my kids from being judged. Type thing from. Being discriminated, you're gonna like be that. judged regardless, right? Yeah, but so I mean, for whatever reason, I mean, I don't know those parents' decision. That's true. That is true. So think about it, man. I mean, we are Latinos. Mm-hmm. We're always gonna be judged. We're always gonna have obstacles, no matter what. It's just the way it is, and and here in America. All right, Tupac. I'm, it, 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 <laughs> it's reality. It, it's, just, it's just real. No matter how, you, like, no, I'm, I know. I'm just. I work in a professional environment, right? And to be honest with you. There's always there's always obstacles that we have to like we like I feel like I have to prove myself more than John over there. You know what sound I mean? Like Edward James almost and Salinas. Was like one well, of those think like- of well. <laughs> funny thing is Edward James Olmos. I'm named after him. My name is Edward James Trevino. Oh, oh really? So I, I was that. named after uh-huh. Edward James Olmos. I didn't even know you had a middle name. Yeah, me either. James. You know, it's funny, like James. <laughs> Being James. a Mexican. It's the whitest and Mexican and name. Yeah. James. It's James. No, no, no. no. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's Col- as, as Is it Jaime or James? James? Say it's James. James is. No, no. I Jaime. don't want to hear the, the white version. It was, what does it say on your birth certificate? Edward James. I'll show you my ID. No, is it, but it's saying, is it J-A-M-E-S? J-A-M-E-S. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's James. As the Columbus, they'll tell you it's because of the soccer star. Like, no, but that's kind of <laughs> weird, man. Like, you grew up Mexican, like, real Mexican, and then your middle name was James. So, I guess what it was, like, to be honest with you, my dad uh, wanted to name his kids after famous artists. Oh, so, my little Sydney. brother, Oscar, De La Hoya. Oh. Uh, Can you throw hands? No, I'm kidding. Man, hey, dude, he's he's 15 years old, five foot 10, five foot 11. Beast. Sobrino, no? Oh, he's my brother. Oh, your brother? Yeah. Damn. Now, this is the family that my dad, after he divorced my mom when I was uh, five or six, he had a different family. Gotcha. 
That's pretty. So you get along with him though, right? Like you and him, like me and my father. Yours, I guess. No, no, no your brother. brother no. Your oh brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. pretty dope. Shout out to my yeah, brother. Yeah, that's pretty dope, right you know, there. Oscar and Anthony, but uh, I have actually there's three of us, which is my older brother Stevan, and my younger sister Erica. Y'all know. Mm-hmm. Um, well, your brother's the one that recently moved back, right? Correct. My brother was in Seattle, now here in Houston. But what's crazy is uh, we just got a chance to get in. I guess know my little brothers and sisters, the other siblings from different family, mm-hmm. and uh, it wasn't until like five years ago they didn't even know who who the hell I was. They knew my brother, they just didn't know me. So how they know your brother, but not you? My brother kind of like he when, when we were younger, he kind of rebelled and he wanted to grow up and he wanted uh-huh. to, so he kind of like jumped around and you know, he was. Confused and I guess not confused. He was just more like Figuring he wanted to do out. whatever. He, yeah, he wanted to do whatever. He got he had it hard, man. You know, as as a as um growing up in a strict household. Yeah. And, you know, that's growing up a Hispanic way, man. You grow up yeah. in the in the in uh, sorry, y'all. <laughs> uh, you grew up in a his like a real strict household, man. It's yeah. just. They're trying to, I don't know if, like, if that's the way of parents protecting you from the outside world or Dude, if it's just, like, them being strict, you know? I, just, think, I think my opinion is just they're, they're trying to prepare you for what's out there. I don't think it was a prepared thing. Yeah, I think it how was did just they prepare us. you by keeping you inside? <clears throat> because to, my I'm mom always sure. told me, do your best, you know? But I grew up poor, you know? Like, yeah. we grew up to a point where... <clears throat> Like, I started working when I was, like, 12, 13 years old. Like, I started working at a car wash, and I helped out, and I gave half my paycheck to my mom, and which wasn't a lot. But it's still something. Right. Man, I learned how to wash clothes at 10 years old. I mean, I fucked up a lot. Like, I put bleach with the colors. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> You learn, man. But you, you learn, learn, man. Yeah. So, in, in a way, but they get, did prepare you, me. You, to give people perspective, right, you mentioned your parents were divorced, and, Correct. you know, you, you help out your mom, so... Yeah, to you know, this day, man. I mean, I guess the, at what age did they get divorced then? Right. So, um, to kind of give a growing up, it was like it was very abusive. Uh, well, I mean, you don't have to go into details. Right. Just like your age frame, right? Yeah, like yeah. When, I was five years old, newly divorced with my mom, and uh, yeah, it was just me, my mom, my brother, my little sister. Uh, it was hard too because uh, you know didn't have that income from my dad, <clears> you know. But uh, my mom worked. She worked at Unifirst. I don't know. It's like a, one of those uniform companies. Okay. Unifirst, Unifirst, something like that. Out there by Mesa Road. And she was working there. And yeah, that's that's when it started. She got she got sick when we were young. So it got, that's when it got really hard, you know. So I, I was basically raised single mom. And um, technically, man, like my mom was always working. She was sick all the time, but she still, she, she hustled. You know, yeah. she kept it going. Single mom, three kids, right? Right on. Yeah. And uh, primarily, I mean, me and my brother and my sister, we kind of like had to grow up. Correct. Faster. I was going to say, yeah. yeah. Mature. Right. Oh, mature. Dude, yeah. I'm a fool. I'm a fucking, I'm, I'm a goofball. Y'all know me, right? Like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm always making jokes and all. But, yeah, like in different aspects on how I handle things and my family and, yeah, you had to grow up. And uh, you had to take care of business. And that's just, I, but I'm not mad. I'm, I'm kind of happy how it happened yeah. because. It teaches, you know, it teaches you how to exactly actually survive. look for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Look out for yourself, how to survive and whatnot. Yeah. 
But how about how does that help you? Like when it comes to school, like let's say when you were in middle school or even elementary school, you know, not help you but affect you. How does that affect you? Because unlike us, you know, and I don't mean to like rub it in or none of that, but you know, we were uh, blessed to be in the household with both parents. You know, so I mean, our hardships were a little bit different. You know, because we of course we we face hardships. But with you, like, how did it affect you going into elementary school and uh, actually th- through school? Yeah. yeah. So, so rain, being raised by a, a single mom, primarily women, my grandma kind of stayed with us a couple years and she helped out a lot. And um, my tia, um, she's my other mother. Uh, she, her name is Olivia. And she basically raised us. Like my grandma, uh, Olivia, she raised us. And um, my mom, it was, it was kind of hard, but, mm-hmm. I, and, and when I listened to y'all before, y- y'all didn't really express each other to each other. And, you know, I guess with time, y'all started like talking more yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah, sharing, being like opening up, opening up. Right. So me my brother and my sister, we've always had that connection. Like my sister is my best friend. Like literally I tell her everything. Like if I have a problem issue she's my to go to i call her mm-hmm. up she answers she's she's number one dude um but um going through like it was crazy because you gotta understand raised by women correct i did a different mentality dude. sports did I you mean, play any sports in middle yeah, school or? yeah uh no not in middle school to up until high school high school is when things got real so when I live, when we lived in the northeast side of Houston, like the school districts were like really bad. Mm-hmm. The um, North Forest Independent School District. Yeah, I know that. So right, so Lions Elementary, who which is not there anymore. I went to Kirby Middle School, which is not there anymore. Good lord, how bad! They Smiley were. High School, which is not there anymore. <laughs> Shout out to North Forest Independent School. <laughs> if so, you're still there, <laughs> dude. Barely. I think they have North Forest High School now. It's yeah, like they a, do. They do have North Forest High School. Right. So, so the school district was, I mean, it, it wasn't a good, like, to be honest with you, and I'm not trying to hate, but I wasn't a really good student. Like, I, I was, a t- I, I tried to, I initiated with the class, and but I was more like a clown, you know? Like, I tried yeah. to make people laugh, and I was a class clown. I was very smart, so to say. They would say I'm smart, but... The majority of the kids that went to school there, they were just, I felt like the teachers were just like, mm, I don't want to deal with you. Let's just pass you along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just go through the system. Right. Which was sad because I learned that the hard way. Uh, up until eighth grade, a buddy of mine, when we were, I don't know, we were living in, out there in the Northeast, uh, a lot of crime, right? Of so I started smoking weed. I started sneaking at the house. I started. Doing eighth really grade. bad things, huh? Eighth grade? Eighth grade, man. I was like 14 years old-ish. Ah, yeah, dude, right? I 13, was like 14. 14. 13, 14. Yeah, dude. So, like I said, I started working when I was like 12, 13. Yeah, so yeah, I felt yeah. like I was a big dog, you know? Yeah, I mean, once you have that money, I mean... <clears throat> we start right. making more like money than your... Uh, your homies. Your classmates. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> dude, you feel like a, a big dog. So, yeah. So, and, and to be honest with you, like, growing up without a father, like, I didn't know how to defend myself. Like me and my me and my brother would like fight and all, but like y'all would play fight or y'all would fight fight. No, 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 chingazos, way. Damn. Like 
My brother's the reason why I learned how to take a, a, a fist to the face, man. I'm much older is your brother than you. So, uh, so my brother is turning 34 in November, and I'm 31, so two and a half years. Okay. Yeah. I was curious because I know some, I've heard scenarios where some, you know, the oldest sibling takes over that role that isn't there, right? Um, like, you know, the mom is there and there's no dad and if there's an older brother there. They kind of take that father figure. It was me that took over. Gotcha. Yeah. Damn. That really is maturing then. Yeah. I mean, people, a lot of people don't know that, but at the end of the day, like I never really talked about it because at the end of the day, who cares? We care. Well, some well, people I care. Mean, the people care. who listen care. The right, people exactly. who need, we need to hear this care. The people that need to like relate to this care because oh, they're yeah, like, probably. oh, you know, it's just like me. You know, I grew up this way. You know, or I'm growing up this yeah. way, right? I mean, probably know we may get a young listener out there, and they're like, damn. So it is okay to suffer. It is okay to share oh, emotions. Yeah, it is okay to. I'm not gonna say it's okay to smoke. And I was about to say that. <laughs> no, it's not okay to right? smoke, guys. But I mean, it's kind of one of those hardships, right? That. You, you may feel like you can get away with it because there's only one parent role in the household, right? Mm-hmm. As opposed to us, we had two. So, mm-hmm. granted, my dad was working most of the time, but he was still aware of what was going around inside the house. You know, he was kind of keeping an eye. He, I guess my mom would just give him the progress report, you could say, at the end of the day. And we would hear about it the moment he had a chance to sit down and talk with us. And we were just like, fuck, I thought I got out of that one, but apparently I didn't. See, I didn't so, have that problem. At all. Like, my progress reports were like, you know, E, E, needs work, C, uh, yeah. you got a D here. <laughs> so you know how they would, t- they would send y'all home and you need a signature? Yeah. I learned how to forge my mom's signature. Shit. Till this day, my signature her. is the same as my mom's <laughs> signature. <laughs> just in case. Hey, but case. she knows that. Like, you know what's crazy? Like, growing up, man. Like, she knows that now? Or she yeah, knows she knows that now. Oh, because okay. <laughs> I was going to so, say. Think about it, man. Like the, all these things that we did, like we were always alone. My mom was always working. Yeah, out. exactly. So of course, me, my man. brother, my sister were always alone. And man, we did things behind my mom's back. Did you and, live in the house or an apartment? No. Well, so at first we lived in an apartment when we moved from Denver Harbor. And then we got a house like which is not even a mile away. Gotcha. Okay. But yeah, majority of our lives, we always lived in a house. Yeah, because yeah. I know we lived in apartments <laughs> most of our childhood, right? And it was hard mm-hmm. to do shit like that because word got out real quick in the apartment complex. Really? Yeah, my my parents, my mom knew everybody. Just cheese muscles. They knew somebody at the front gate. They knew somebody in the office. They knew somebody in the other gate. And it was yeah, just like, they knew that, that word passed and like, it was funny <laughs> For us growing up as kids, like everybody knew everybody's parents' cars, right? So we live, oh, right. our parents had to make a big old U-turn to get to our yeah, a unit. Big U, and so when somebody saw my parents' cars driving in, they would run in and tell us, hey, your parents are coming home. Nice. And that would be our cue to go inside and pretend like we're doing homework. So that whenever they or got home. Or start doing the homework. Yeah. And so by the time we got home, we're like, oh, can we go out and play? But little did we know, like, they actually knew that we were out there, right? Because all the adults found out. And yeah. Like, everybody, like, yeah. snitched We us. weren't that slick. Nah, man, like. So, obviously, in the neighborhood that we lived in was really, like, dangerous. Like, it was crazy. <clears throat> My next-door neighbor on the right was a drug dealer. It's, what's the danger? Like, hardball? You know, where, like, you got to run into your apartment complex? You throw the pedal? No, you just okay. have to make sure that you were inside your house before those lights turned on. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And we didn't have cell phones or anything. Oh, we, I, mean, I know. We didn't true. grow with that stuff. True. So I had a friend that lived down the street. Shout out to my boy, the Frias. Uh, his name's Javier Frias. 
And I remember, man, he was a lot older, like maybe a year older than my brother, but we would always hang out with him, him and his brother, uh, Julio Frias. Um, and he had other sisters, uh, little Monica and, uh, you know, to be honest with you, I forgot the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully she doesn't hear this. Oh, hopefully yeah. you, don't I mean, I got hopefully you weren't cool with it. No, we were mad cool. Oh, I you the thing is, man, like, you know, it was crazy. Like, do you at least know her nickname? For real. Uh, that's a no. Uh, I'm gonna look it that's up. A big no. <laughs> but anyways, we hung out. We hung out with them a lot, and and uh, they were the type of family where they were really close to one another, and their mom and dad were part of their lives. So oh. it was cool to have you know to see that you know like he had his mom and you know his mom was she was awesome. Dad was awesome too. He was a very quiet guy, you know. But other than that, he was real cool. Were they Mexican? Or they were Mexican. Them? You know, I think they were Spaniard, really. To be honest, that grown speak Mexican, talk Spanish, and all that. Speak Mexican. Yeah. So, Unless they have like a straight up accent, you're like, you're not Mexican. No, they're like from the Cerro. They had like, uh, the like you know, they had that yeah, like it was funny. Whole country accent. No, I don't know about country. Whole like country, like Mexican. Country. You know, there's no, different no, kind yeah. of Mexicans, right? Like. Did at any point do you ever feel jealousy towards them for I guess them having that and you not? No, no, because um to be honest with you, my mom worked hard, man. And my mom worked hard and so did we. Like I I worked I made my own money. I wasn't jealous because I always had everything I wanted. And to be honest, most families like them, they kind of yeah. grew up the same way, poor and, yeah. you know, and it, it was like they had their things and I had mine. Like growing up with the father and, and the way they grew up, I didn't really look and compare. I just kind of like lived life and lived the best way possible. Like that you knew. Right. Yeah. That I knew. So I wasn't really just plus most of my friends in that neighborhood Never really had a father. So I kind of related with them a lot. So everybody related to one another. Yeah. yeah. So our friends that kind of like hung out, it was just like, yeah, me and my mama done. You know what I'm saying? Like my one of my really good friends growing up, his name was, uh, well, we called him Chico. But his name was Jose Martinez. Chico. I don't know. Where he, yeah, I don't he's know not related to now. us. No. I know. No, no, right, right. He's not related. Not related. But he was like the coolest kid, man. He was my age and. You know, it was rough for him, man. Like, he was one of the youngest boys in, in the family. Uh, mom took care of him. Big brother Johnny, big Bubba, other brother Bubba. Mm -hmm. And I remember his sister, uh, Esmeralda. They were all cool, oh, man. You know. Ah, yeah. Nice. yeah, yeah. Well, the Just thing the is, I mean, I hung, I hung out with them a lot, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. podcast. Shout out. What's her name, man? Introduce her. Shasta. Shasta. She's named after the uh, cougar for U of H. Yeah. She's the rebellious dog. Ale. She's cute, guys. Ale. She's I. Oh. Ale. Ale. She ain't no golden retriever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's not a golden retriever. But Way to go, Shasta. You, you make Gingy lose his train of thought. For real. What is such a good train of thought, too? Yeah, for sure. Oh, uh, yeah. So. You were talking about Esmeralda. That's where you ended no, up. No, no. I wasn't talking about her. Well, no. That was the last name you yeah, said. Right, from, right, right, right. <laughs> from your no. boy, Jose, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, but um, it was funny because we all related to one another. And um, everybody who had a family 
who had a, a mom keep and dad. Going, take I, these dogs I, over there. I cherished it, man, because mm-hmm. it was it was good to see that because I didn't have it, and I was just like, man, that's so cool, man. Yeah. And to be able and to be honest with you, I never really had a father figure, but I had an uncle. Uh, shout out to my uncle uh, Lucio, um, Jose Lucio Trevino, and that's my dad's brother, little mm-hmm. younger brother. But man, dude, he he was always there for me, man. Never to be like a father figure and tell me don't do this, but he was always there to like listen. a guide type thing. Come here, like hey, talk to me, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I've like through the years, um, he's he's made me travel to Cali with him. Thanks to him, like me and my sister went out to Cali and visited him. Yeah, that's pretty dope. Because you yeah, know, sometimes dude. sometimes when so he lives in Cali. Or did he, he live here and move? He to lived. Color? Yeah, he moved. Oh, okay. Got out the hood. You know, got out of Denver Harbor. Yeah. Uh, uh, he got a Finally scholarship. Got a piece of the pie. Yeah, he got a scholarship out there in uh, Minnesota. Nice. Went to school out there. Got married, and uh, didn't work out. You know, they, met the they, love of his life. Ain't nothing wrong with the divorce, though. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say that. I'm to be honest, right? Some yeah, people will say, "Oh, we'll do it for the kid," or "Don't do it for the kid." But you know, it's just one of those. With divorce, it comes like a big negative connotation it behind it, right? But it's just like, look, dude, like you, you don't know what I was going through right. that it led me to a divorce. It was either, you know, I, I get I divorce this person, or it's gonna turn to a point where it's gonna be unhealthy emotionally, physically, and that's really not necessary, right? It takes a toll on people. Yeah. Look, man, I say, look, at the end of the day, man, if you're not happy. El Chengis? No, nah, wait. You know, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, it's me. I don't care. <laughs> I'm not driving. I'm a Uber. Um, but yeah, so, but I was what I was going to say earlier, though, is that, um, you know, usually when divorce happens, the, the family tends to, literally, yeah. it's not just the, the, the person that goes away. It's literally the family separates themselves from the, the other half, right? Yeah. yeah. So, like, in this case, where your, your parents got divorced, you stay with your mom, like, it would have been easy for your your dad side to just and that's exactly side away type thing right like i still like so i i guess is your uncle through your mom's side or through your dad's side dad's side see that's what that's what i'm saying though like it's easy for the dad side Mm -hmm. of the family to just like all right you know you divorce them we're that means we're divorced them too type thing right but the thing is like the first i want to say the first eight years uh since the divorce was like the hardest right because there was a lot of like Oh, your mom, this, and mm. she's a liar, and the finger pointing. Yeah, and, right. Your dad's a good guy, but they don't know, right? Like they, they, didn't see they only it. heard what my dad had to say. Yeah, they didn't care about what mom had to say or what I had to feel, or what have I experienced? Yeah, because it's never about the kids, right? Right. Unfortunately. So what's crazy is now that we grew up, and now it's like it's come out to the light, but. For some reason, people don't want to accept it because they don't want the controversy. They don't want to go through it. They don't want to correct. Like, they they just want to stay content with what they have and they just be, be like politically correct, right? Just show a face, like oh hi hi. But I like that term, show a face. Show that a go, that face. happens a lot, especially in, in the Mexican culture. Oh, in the Mexican culture, Jeez. happens a lot with people. They 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 show faces, but then then they. Turn it back to you, and it's a whole different other person. And this is why. Let me tell you what. And I don't fuck with a lot of my family because of on that. mom's side, dad's side, or both. No, no, no. See, or my mom's side, extended family, like yeah, moms, like uncles, right? Like, <clears throat> and Julio, he's 
throwing jabs at you. Who like you're listening to this? <laughs> no, dude. Hey, on some real shit, I love my cousin. No, I'm just fucking with you. No, 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 no. I love my cousin Julio and my my little cousins, you know, Angel and Alex. I've always had like I've, I've always loved my family, you know. Whatever might have would have happened in the past before. I mean, we don't talk anymore. It happened. It, it, it happened. Yeah. But the bad thing is, it, it happens between the adults. It never the happened. Thing between is, we're the kids. adults now. We could change that. Well, yeah, that yeah, you can true. now, right? But unfortunately, for whatever reason, some some kids make their parents' problems their problems for whatever reason. I don't know. That, what is, that is true. That is true. Like it's a it's an adult thing. It's just saying the adult thing, like. Don't let adult problems kind of intermean or intertwine with uh, with primos, you know. Yeah, because I mean, we, we're That's probably in the same situation with, with some of our cousins. They probably, yeah, they're probably holding grudges against us because of parents be- or problems between our parents. But it's just like, it's like, bro, we yeah, had no deal with it, you, you know. Like, I'll go have a beer with you right now if you invite me. Yeah. And you just know what? You mask. know what it is. They probably feel the same way. But are you saying, hey, vente the primo? Come to, come to I, mean, I don't have their contact info. So, well, I mean. I, to be honest with you, I only have contact with my cousin Julio. And there's been times where it's kind of been like, hey, you want to hang out? Because he was like literally one of my, this is the reason why I met y'all. That's yeah, true. Julio right. is the true. reason why yeah. I know you guys. Julio Cogelon. Shout out to Julio Cogelon. Mm-hmm. He's, he's the fucking first sixth grader I knew that had a full on beard. Beard, yeah. <laughs> this dude had a mustache at the age of what four. What they say that he, he used to shave in the morning and by like first beard. <laughs> yeah, He yeah. already had the <laughs> five o'clock shadow. The five o'clock shadow. First period, seven o'clock shadow. Seven o'clock shadow. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I miss my cousin, man. I mean, shout out to him. If, if you're listening to this podcast, dude, let's link up, man. But no, you know what I've noticed, uh, and since we started this uh, podcast, is it's, it's it's made me talk to my in laws about certain topics that I normally wouldn't have talked to. Don't they listen to the, the podcast? I think my father in law, mother in law, do. And I don't think my that one does. episode, like we dropped f bombs like a mother. <laughs> oh. Yeah, See, I'm, trying about to, it. I'm not trying not to curse. Nah, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> it is what it is. But, but uh, uh, it was just funny. It's pretty cool to actually. Go through this and then be like, talk to them, and yeah. you realize like through this podcast, like we're learning how to, like you said, express how to talk, how to communicate, um, or even just open up to right. like, or even just say hi. Or, yeah, exactly. Hey, I, I seen this. Yeah, yeah, like I was talking to my brother in law last weekend, and then I was asking, he, he's the first one in his family to move away from home, right? And I was like, what yeah, make you want to do it, right? And he was just like, I'm chasing the money. He's like, I told my parents since day one, I'm going to chase the money. And sure enough, you know, he's stuck to his, that. That's his motto, and that's what he's going to do. And I'm like, no props to you, dude. Props to you because you have, you have a wife, you have kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not an easy thing to just... Up and leave. Yeah. yeah, you know, but the fact that you have that support system, it's just like... Oh. Hadn't he just bought his house, too, that he had to Probably sell? like six months in. Like six Who's months this? in? My brother, uh, my wife's uh, brother. Oh, okay. Yeah, they do, man. I, I remember well, when we got the position. for your new house. I mean, no, well, he sold it. Yeah, he sold it. He sold it and moved out to the valley. Oh, nice, nice. So, yeah, he's a year in already. But, oh, I mean, is, is awesome. it a year? Yeah, it's That's pretty awesome. cool, though. That's what I was saying. Like, had it not been for this, I probably, I mean, I usually just talk sports with the dude. Yeah. The Rockets, the Astros, Texans, and it just, it just stays at that. But That's another topic, though. Like, like, like sports, like you Yeah, sports. man. Like so that's gonna be a really let's, short let's topic. Not, let's not go. Let's not. Let's not go. Oh, like, dude, we had a how, horrible week this how week. How nine oh. ten two thousand twenty yeah. went. Twenty twenty is just not our year. A man. day we will live in them. Twenty twenty is nobody's year, bro. Jesus. Especially not Houston people. 
But, this week, this week. But we did get good weather yesterday. Amazing yeah, weather, guys. This, I mean, this morning was it's great. It's funny too, how we, uh, we're content with like 70 degree weather. 70? We're, like we're content hour. with like 80 80s. degree weather, dude. I know. I guess with so much heat that we've had, we're like, oh, yeah, so give good. me a break. So I hear in Texas, guys, I mean, when it's hot, it's, it's not hot. just hot. It's hot, humid, wet, dry. Ew. Hot as balls. Hotter than, yeah. Basically, there you go. That's a good way to describe it. You never know. Like the pod, I mean, the podcast, the forecast here can say cloudy and then it'll rain for seven hours. 10% chance of rain, downpours, yeah. downpours all day. And then it'll get like super sticky. Yeah. You go outside, uh, but I get it, man. Right? Houston's what, 646 yeah. square miles. Is it? And it's right, yeah. right close to and the, it's growing. And I actually have uh, Gulf of Mexico. I've, I've been to. I have to give my idea for not to start talking. <laughs> Pop bellies in the Galleria Mall has a picture of what used to be the Loop, which was six ten. Yeah, yeah, that, dude, that's so huge. Think it, about that. It's just how much is? Think about how ninety nine is going to be the new like outer Loop. Jesus Christ! And they're probably dude. dude we already one. have two loops. Ninety nine is going to be third because yeah. yeah. ninety nine goes all the way to the east side. If you think about it. 99 goes all the way to the east side, too. Yep. Or is it Highway 90? No. No, it's 99. 99 going there, too. No, wait. Yeah, yeah, 99. 99. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah. We're going to have a third loop. Can you imagine that? We have 610, Bell now we're going to have 99. Jeez. So, guys, we're talking about the, the, loops. the loops here in Houston. Yeah. So, just FYI, Houston has the best uh, highways. We have the best best built highways in America. Built as in, yeah. what do you mean built? Yeah, like like uh, our structures on how to how to move. Uh, uh, okay. It's not traffic. like San Antonio. San Antonio no. is fucked up. Oh, dude. You have, fail. you have different <laughs> highways going <laughs> from, the, from the bottom. You ever, you, so you have six flags, flags on 35 out there in San Antonio. Have you ever been to Austin? Like when you're going towards Austin, I think it's 35. Yeah. There's, you can drive low or you could drive high. Is that 35? Is it 35? You it went to school there. Right you time. know this. Yeah, oh, I went to school in Austin, not in San Antonio. That's what talking about. You said Austin. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Right. So right, you, right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And it was so confusing the first time. The first time I ever went to Austin is to come see him for graduation. And that's when I, I, I've known him before. Like we had a little get together. And that's how I met everybody yeah. was here at this yeah. house. And uh, they invited me to a house here. We had a little Halloween party, and that's when I met. Pre-COVID, way pre-COVID. <laughs> way pre-COVID. That's when we were young. So, FYI, I've known these guys for, I want to say, over eight years. This is way before uh, facial hair. Yeah. <laughs> I had the chin strap. <laughs> going back, though, it's like, you know, if you, if you ever feel like reaching out to your cousin or family, right, why not? You were asking me, why Why would you do it? I'm like, to be honest, I don't have their contact info. That's the thing. Like, I've tried in the past. But they're just kind of right. So dry. It's, it's, it, I feel like it's one-sided. Like, here I am. And to be honest with you, I'm, I'm all about having family, man. Because that's one thing that I've always wanted. You know, I wanted to have, uh, I wanted to be united with my cousins and kind of how it was back in the day. Because back in the day, man, we were always together. We always yeah. had like a carne asada. Family gathering. Every yeah. Sunday type thing. Asada. Right. Saturday. Wait, and the you know, best they got thing drunk. about it. Mm, that's true. That like Our one friend. day we could be watching football and the next Sunday we'll be watching a soccer game. Yeah. That's what it was to be living Mexican-American with a family like that. You know, most families, 
don't even have uncles and cousins that live too close because you know mm-hmm. that's the beautiful thing that we had. Like we or had that even uncle. go hang out with one another. Right. Right. So all they knew is what their siblings and I guess whatever neighbor was around. Yeah, whoever they became cool with practically. Right. right. I guess as, as as freaking Mexicans, it's hard to trust people. It is. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, just dude. one of those things. Like if I don't if I don't literally know you by blood, hell, it's even hard to trust your own kids. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> trusting other people. Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean? Why? Why do you say that? Cause like Hispanic <laughs> parents don't even trust you. Like going to go to the grocery store and buy something. Yeah, you gotta oh, like. Man. So imagine like trusting other random people, some rando. Yeah, dude. Like, so let me tell you something. There's a reason why I've been single for a minute, and it's because I'm, I'm 31 years old, dude. I'm not trying to play games. That is true. You so, get to that one point, you're like, man. Yeah, like, dude. I'm. I'm literally. That's I'm how I look at one single, not trying to play games. Does that does that have to do a little bit with the fact that you were raised by a mom? No, not that at all, is dude. true. Uh, by a single mom, right? Better yet, I don't think so. I don't think so. But, but to be honest with you, man, I'm at a point in my life where if I'm going to meet a woman, I want her to be able to take care of herself. I mean, if I'm 22 years old and fucking around, yeah, fucking around, then that's different, you know. Yeah. But I'm at a point in my life where I got a career, dude. My job is, I mean, I give 100 percent of to it's, my, yeah. It's going to be more important job. than just dating. Right. And I, in, in the past, I've dated women who are younger than me mm-hmm. and they're all like, how come you don't call me? How come you don't text me? And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that I don't have the time, time. that time, or the, time or the energy. Honesty. Right. And if I don't see, and I'm not, I, I mean, to the women that I've dated in the past, um, there's a reason why I dated them. Right. Cause obviously they're, Beautiful women, great personality. It just didn't work out for some reason, right? But now I'm at a point where <laughs> I have, <laughs> dude, I have, <laughs> I have, I have yet, there's only one girl. Shout out to this girl, man. Uh, her name. No, you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not even gonna say no names, but she cooked some lasagna for me, dude. No, but the puso lonche, we. No, now there you go. Yeah, nah. drop her. <laughs> Maybe that's yeah, yeah. why. Yeah, I say, these are these are my boys. Maybe you're that's why. Nah, I'm kidding. Nah, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's funny, right? Because my wife's like, "You pack your own lunch." I'm like, "All right, cool. I ain't gonna fight it." Do you do you prep it the night before? Oh, though, it's meal or? prepped already. Is ah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, he can't know. I love meal prepping, man. It actually, you know, it's crazy though, because you know my my. I guess I'll say my mom, she was always like, she would always tell us, whenever you get married, you find a wife that's going to cook for you, you clean for you, yada, Mexican yada, way. yada, right? Good luck. Right, exactly. But then went to college, lived on my own, and she was like, well, you have to figure out how to cook, how to clean, how to wash. And then I come back and she was like, well, now you got to find a wife that knows how to cook, <laughs> clean, and wash. And I was like, wait. Pick something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which like, one? Like, which one do you want? Yeah. Look, man, you can't help who you fall in love with, right? I mean, that is true. At the end yeah. of the day, bro, you're going to take her for what she is and what it is, man. If she don't cook, she don't cook. You know what I've noticed, though? And it sounds ironic, but you and not to sound disgusting in any way, but you kind of marry or you, you end up marrying or falling in love with a person that resembles your mom. Correct me if I'm wrong. To be honest with you. I don't you, know. You're man. right. Kind of right. Because like, someone's going to nurture you better yet. Like no, well, not only nurture, but like in my my in my in my personal experience is you know today, Junior. I have that stuttering problem. 
Jesus Christ, I need to drink more. Dude. Um, but, you know, in my experience, you know, mom is tough. She's very independent. Um, she can look out for herself if she needs to. And literally, my wife's the exact same way. You know, and it's just like, thinking about it now, it's just like, damn, that's, that's crazy how, I guess, I don't know, the, the mind it's, works. It's, it's that something. You, it gravitates you towards that. It's something about a woman who is. Now, most people might feel different. Like, most guys like women who are just submissive, you know? Do what I tell you and shut your mouth. One right. minute on jam. Damn. Right. Um, y'all put some comments out there. Let us know what y'all do. No joke. This is a, this Especially is serious women. Topic. Yeah. So at the end of women the day, are at that stage where, like, mm-mm. All these quality stuff. Right. So Ruined it. But it's no point in lunch. Right. But it's no point in lunch. But most guys nowadays, I mean, I'm the type of guy who likes a woman who is smart, opinionated. Who can actually have a conversation with? Yeah, yeah. Like it's not just like you think I'm pretty. I'm like, yeah, bitch. That's why I'm with you. Like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's true. Come on now. Like at the end of the day, a man now in this day in society who is single, even because of social media and all that's going on right now. I mean, dating apps. Like, who are you mm-hmm. gonna meet right now? You're not gonna go out to the museum and meet a girl. But and the OnlyFans way. But you know, it's crazy how how. Um, being, I guess, in a single house, single parent household versus a uh, both parent household, it influences in more ways than you think. Definitely. You know, as a kid, you don't think about it. As you grow older, you kind of start noticing these things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, one of those things you were mentioning earlier is expressing yourself, expressing Definitely. your feelings, right? You know, you, you probably your your household, your mom encouraged that, right? Not really. So, so let me tell you. Uh, I think Damn, now I'm wrong. What the fuck? No, no, you're not wrong. <laughs> I think I think you just now you look like a fool. How you would look at it? But my mom was not an affectionate woman. Maybe to be like, so that y'all didn't get tough. Maybe since she knew that I think y'all it was were... like she 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 right. She had to play both roles. You gotta understand. Yeah. Like yeah. she had to be a mother, but she also had to be my father. Mm-hmm. You know. So there was times where. I would cry and I would like, I didn't understand why things were happening, but she'll be like, you're a man. You're hey, get it together. Yeah. And I'd be like, what's going on? But part of me was like, okay, but there's been like, I'm not going to lie, dude. Like I've always had like the outside nurturing. Like my tias would be like, I am equal. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. to be honest with you, my grandma was the worst, bro. You know, that's what brings it, bro. Yeah, like, yeah, I, was, I could do no wrong. Be, dude, that's not that. You think about it. Like your kids are always with your mom. Mm. Like grandma, grandma's love is different from mom's love, dude. Because they love you with no, like, yeah. I don't to know. No end. End. Yeah, like to no end. My dude. mother-in-law, I think, and I, I'm probably saying this wrong, but my mother-in-law says, um, los papas son para crear mm-hmm. y los abuelitos son para mal crear. Oof. That is Taca true. La vida, yeah, and I was like, damn, that's deep. Hey, <laughs> I feel like I'm in school again, dude. I'm like, damn. Nah, dude. Hey, uh, I don't have, like I said, like I don't have kids, but man, I at the end of the day, like I'm not in a rush. Don't um, rush. I know, man. I know, don't I rush. know. I'm at a point in my life, dude, where I'm, I'm happy, but I'm. I also know that I'm the type of person that's made to love, dude. You know, because at the end of the day, like. I don't. I don't like being alone. But at the end of the day, like I'm not. I'm not saying I'm lonely, dude. Like I'm happy with where I am. I got a good job, uh, good friends, good you know family around me, and I'm, I'm. I'm always trying to surround myself with people who are trying to better themselves. And, there you go. You know what I mean. So, so that'll make you better. Exactly. And um, to be honest with you, 
I've learned so much about all my friends through the years, which allowed me to express myself more with them. Like to my boy, one of my greatest friends, his name is Jose, lives down the street from here. El Jodací. El Jodací. Ah. You know, I mean, through the years, I've learned that his family are so united mm -hmm. and they're proud, you know, and they don't let nobody fall, dude. Like if you're having an issue, they're like, hey, come here. We're going to lift you up. And and Jose's a perfect example of that. Like, even with his friends, like, if he, he sees that there's a problem, he's the type of guy that will talk to you. Yeah. Hey, man, what's up? Like, what's going on? You good or what? You know, it was crazy. Though. <clears throat> like, he's one of those, he's very strong. He has a strong personality. Yeah. But if he if he sees you struggling, like you were just saying, if he sees right. you struggling, he's going to open up to you type thing. He's going to yeah, he's going to figure out how to boost you up, right? Or if he's drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he's drunk, dude, he's fun. But you know, that's that's kind of <laughs> shows you how what type of friendships we have, right? In in our in our small circle, we all right. have our own personalities, but yet some way somehow, we know we have somebody we can count on, right? So For sure, I'm pretty sure we know we can count on each other, right? I mean, there's been times where I've talked to you, and you've given me some insight about things, and there's been times that I've talked to uh, Santiago Chago, aka El Cogelon. <laughs> walrus dick you know what i'm saying <laughs> edit that out but there's been times like we've I, i've always found ways to like have a conversation with all my friends and then i think establish some type of like rapport and or a, a better understanding about each other that's why i'm like I, i've learned to love all my friends like our small yeah. circle Even uh, El Jorgio, I mean, he, I mean, he's not around as much. Uh, Jorgio is one of our friends. Shout out to Jorgio. Yeah, shout out to Jorgio. Uh, hey, Mary. I mean, I'll, I'll give him a shout out, though, because he does share our, our comments or our posts. So Does he really? Yeah, on Facebook, oh, at least he does. That's awesome. That's so, good. Awesome. You know, a, a share goes a long way, guys. Yeah, guys. Just throw hey, it make out sure there. you uh, follow on Spotify, <laughs> YouTube. Again. <laughs> Again. Hey, guys. Every little follow, every little comment helps. So I mean, I feel like we really do have some good content here, right? I mean, Definitely. sometimes people may think we'll ramble off. Some people may seem like it's like too long of an episode. But once you start watching it, you know, when you, you stop actually, it, when you start listening to yeah, it, yeah, you listen to what we're saying. You're like, damn. Like I think um, Bell's sister-in-law, really, yeah, on Instagram, she commented. She was like, you know, you guys are very relatable. And, oh, that's and pretty cool. Then, then it's, yeah, that's a random person. That that, that counts. Because it's not like in the. We made it. It's not. It's not in the little circle of our friends. Yeah, it's yeah exactly. Dude, it's kind of one of those things that you're like, all right, we're going big now. We're going to be rich. <laughs> Can you come along with start us? planning oh, retirement? Hey man, hey, man uh, all I wish is nothing but success for you guys. No es malo, pero pasa el chile, güey. Yeah, el chilito, el polvo, güey. Aquí tengo tu chilito. No, dude. Hey. All I want to do with, with all my friends, all I want to do is to see them succeed. And if, if I can be a, be there along and seeing y'all doing that, dude, that, it brings me Why not no be successful yourself, too? <clears throat> to be honest with you, man. Y'all measure success in a different way, right? Uh, you're talking about us or with Joe? <laughs> no, Joe, Joe has a different way, of, uh, I guess, to establish how he's successful. But yeah. That's cool. As individuals, did you work with Joe? I did work with Joe. I right. did work with Joe, uh, Sharon Williams. Sharon Williams. I was a hub. I was a hub manager. Uh, also, I worked with Tony. You were his boss. No, uh, he, he worked okay. for a different uh, location. Yeah. I was about to give him shit. No, 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 Joe. Man, dude, Joe's Joe's one of the realest dudes I've ever met. We're not really close, but the moments that we've hung out, mm -hmm. man, dude, like I, I, 
I enjoy those moments because he's a one. Like uh, he said are, it before. Are we, we going to start a petition to uh, have Joey move back to Houston so we can have a three-man podcast? If not, at least on um, Zoom. Joe has a lot of good insights on things. You know, the, good th- the cool thing about him is he has not only a lot of good insight, but he has a different perspective. Like he you said, know, he's we, an old soul. Not only that, but we he was... He had to race himself in a way, right? Because he yeah. had to change his ways of thinking by himself. That it was just kind of, you know, life or death type thing. Now I can relate with Joe, in because way? in the way because back in the day when I went, <clears throat> back in the day, uh, a lot like I said, living in that neighborhood out there in Lakewood, and I loved, I loved it, dude. I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying I, I regret raised you, right? It, it made me who I am. I'm, I'm a tough dude. Yeah, you know. Uh, but at the end of the day, I was raised by women, and everybody kind of knew that. But my boys that actually were there for me were always looking out for me. Like, I, I mean, I used to get jumped all the time, and I used to get bullied a lot. So the people around me, they they, they knew where I was, and they were cool with my brother because he was older. Yeah. So my brother's older friends kind of looked out for me, and I'm grateful for that, you know? <clears throat> so at the end of the day, like, it was because of those those tough times and the situations that I was in, it made me like, like I said, I had to hustle. Yeah. There was things that I did that I wasn't really happy about, but there's things that I had to do to make money, to help survive. survive, survive right. Mother, right. Right. So, you know, I wasn't ever into like big issues with like drugs or anything like that, but there was times where I had to like, ha- you know, do what I had to do to make some money. Right. But to be honest with you guys, I was always honest about how I lived life. Like, my mom was already going through so much as a kid, so I never wanted my mom to worry. Yeah. I never wanted her to put... I never wanted to put her in a situation where... I was going to make it worse. Worse. Yeah. And to be honest with you, man, not only was she sick, she was epileptic. She had seizures. What is, what is epileptic? Seizures. Uh, epileptic. Epileptic. <laughs> A, uh, epilepsy way. Epilepsy. Well, right. she was asking, epilepsy. Yeah. There's epilepsy. Right? I really don't know. That's what I'm asking. So back in the day, my mom had seizures every seven seconds. Oh, for one second. To a point where it was like a ticking like, time. Like a tick? No, not even. It wasn't even noticeable. But there's been times where se le fue la onda. Yeah. Se le fue la onda means like where she wasn't really. She wasn't fully there. Fully there. Yeah. And it was bad because, you know, like all the stress and right. right. And we were young. Like we were, I was rebellious. And like before I smoked weed and, you know, it was just one of those things where I did what I have to do to cope and I did what I have to do to take care of my family and to do my part in it. But, um, it is what it is, dude. I mean, at the end of the day. Uh, I'm, I'm proud of, of what I've been doing in life. I mean, I, I got a degree. I got a career. Yeah. Uh, my mom, I mean, she she did whatever she could to make the best of it. You know what I mean? Let me tell you something, bro. I've always been a big dude. Hey, nothing wrong with food. Ain't never been like there was always food at the table. I tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the cool thing about Mexican culture is they find ways to make food last oh yeah you have the frijoles you have the tortillas you have the quesadillas you have mm. arroz you literally have everything and everything that they'll you have chiles tomates you they'll have onions up something bro and it's oh, always yeah. so good Dude, you probably I mean, didn't even know you you did have no you know food. and you know it's pretty crazy because we were at my in-laws last weekend and um Was <laughs> and uh and, you know my my father shout out to my father when he finally grilled by himself and i was just like oh, oh my boy congratulations um <laughs> 
And you know, he made his chicken and his little ribs, and then I had to come tear it up with some quesadillas. And sure mm. enough, all the quesadillas went away. And I was like, you know, something so simple you goes a long way. Some bomb ass quesadillas. Oh, we made them when we were drunk. Yeah. <laughs> right. I remember one day we were all just drinking, and this guy just started whipping up some quesadillas. Let me tell you something, guys. It was the best moment when you're at that level of tipsy, and all you see is a full plate of quesadillas, and they're just going. Dude, hit the spot. Never Got fails. It. When you drunk, when you drank enough, and you get hungry. And they give you quesadillas. Oh. It's the best That's thing. Ever. Yeah. The yeah. best thing ever. I suggest y'all try it one of these days. Get drunk on purpose and have quesadillas ready. Dude, so <laughs> one thing with these guys, I remember one time we had a little get together and I've never experienced what's called a discada. Uh, shout out to Tony. Shout out to my boy. Tony goes hard on that Dude, one. I'll give let him. me tell you something. I, I never knew what a discada was up until I met these guys. Hey. I, I mean, and I want to say thank you guys for putting me on on that. Because if it wasn't for that, dude, I would. If you don't know what a discada is, look it up, Google it, YouTube it. There's different ways to doing it. Everybody has their own yeah. way, right? But it's probably one of the best things that you could eat, and it's also the, like a guilty pleasure. It's don't the best eat it all way the time. to feed a group, a large group of mm-hmm. people at a budget. There you go, fifty bucks and you while feed drinking like twenty five people yeah. while drinking. It's kind of like the. Texan version of smoking a yeah. brisket. Because you sit there, you cook the meat, and you drink. No, no, I mean, it doesn't last no eight hours. To right, cook, right, right, right. But it's I mean, quick, the concept man. is you can just sit there and yeah, down a few while yeah. you cook. Yeah, and if you drink White Claw, dude, I'm not hating on you, but... You're <laughs> <laughs> hating on him. When yeah, you start out with... I'm not uh, hating, I'm on, not hating on you. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm not going to lie. So, I, I work in the club industry. And I've been working for the club industry for over, I want to say, 12 years. Mm-hmm. I like you were smart and gave them no promotion. You just ended it there, yeah? Well, no. I mean, if it gets to it, I'll get to it. No, I'm just like, right now, I do security at a club called Whiskey River. It's a country. Center. North. No, North. Whiskey River North. Right. There's two locations, one in the west in Richmond, Texas, and one over here in 1916. Uh, tw- uh, That's the north one. 249. So, and uh, to be honest with you guys, uh, I've been in the club industry for so long that I started when I was 18. And to be honest with you, I've learned a lot from the people that I worked with, the the, the type of uh, police officers that I've met, and the, the, the brotherhood, actually, from security kind of kind of put me in a perspective, like, this is how I wanted to treat my people, Right. So when I was 18, uh, I actually met this guy named uh, Andre Dinkins. Um, he Dre? became... Dre. Oh, okay. So everybody yeah, knows my boy. Dre. Shout out to my boy, Dre. If you've been to Whiskey River, you know Dre. So right. So <laughs> so let me tell you the story on that. Like 18 years old, I started at, I started at Hush Nightclub. Dre is like... And when you, it was crazy because when you saw Dre, it's a big dude, like mm. big, massive black guy. But he was the coolest dude in the world. Yeah, he is. He was. Right? He's funny, too. No, no, no. He's funny. He's smart. Yeah, he is. Right. But he, he's down there. He, yeah, he still is. Yeah, no. To this day, bro. You're saying he, was like, you know. No, no. The thing like, is, I'm saying like, nah, this is yeah. when I met him back yeah, in the day. Um, Shout out to him. His birthday is this month, um, September. Uh, I will be going. <laughs> so ah. take it off of work. Anyways, but at the end of the day, it's because of him. He put me on on so much. And I consider him a brother. 
And you know, we're 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 older now, right? I mean, I'm 31. You're 30, right? Yeah. You're 32. Right. So we're at a point in our lives we're all living our own lives, dude. No doubt. And everybody's gone their own direction. Correct. So even till this day, I consider him a brother of mine, and I will always consider him a brother. But it's because of him that I am as a, as I'm as social as a, a, a demeanor how I speak and and how I establish myself in front of professionals one yeah to um, a group of people and it's because of that because of him I am who I am you know like because of him I learned how to control situations you know build a rapport with different people who I've never even met if you would have knew me back in the day when I was 18 years old, I was really quiet. I was to a point, I was the guy that where, where I didn't even talk to you that if makes, I didn't know you. That makes two of us right there. Right. Because of him, mm-hmm. he put me on. Yeah. Right. You know, that's the cool thing is that the, they always say the person you least expect to help you is always going to be there, right? Um, you would have thought it would have came from somebody in the professional industry, uh, right. boat or freaking tie and slacks and coat type thing. But, mm-hmm. you know, the person you least expect is literally the one that teaches you the most. Yeah. I mean, there's people out there that some people look down upon, frown upon for because of yeah whatever they do. But in reality, some of these people have a lot more knowledge than we think. You know, our parents, perfect example. Yeah, they, yeah. Ju- they just knew hard work, right? That whenever they came here, it was just hard work and survive. But yet, they stuck to their values of you know treat people with respect, treat and be humble, and that'll get you a long way. Sure. And it sure does. enough, you, you you can apply that no matter where you go. You can be the lowest of the lowest, the highest of the highest. I still have respect. Right. And you, people, you stay yeah, respect, no you stay humble, you treat them are. all the same. And, you know, it's just, you, other than, people would not have, if if they if we weren't our kids, we probably wouldn't, or their kids, we, we wouldn't have been like, damn, you're right. Yeah. We would have been like, nah, you're nobody, you know, why should I listen to you? And, you know, growing up, dude, there's always people that try to give you like their insight, their opinion, yeah. and their, and their, um, I guess, I guess, try to, you know, give you advice. It's I'm the kind of person that acknowledges a lot of things, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so if a custom, if somebody comes up to me and they tell me about their lives and how they went about it, it's up to me as an individual to acknowledge it and be like, correct, I got you. That makes sense. Yeah, I'm gonna apply that to myself and move forward. That's right. Yeah, you know, that's and there's been true. times where there's been people who you look at and they've gone. To, they're in a, they're at a place in their life where how can you give me advice where you're right here and yeah, you know, those are the kind of people that that I feel like they're always like I'm not trying to I'm not trying to down on people, but no, people I mean are trying it is to give what it is. Advice, that's that's why we're going here, anywhere. Right? Yeah. But that's why I say I always surround myself with people who want to move forward, who want to better themselves, you know? So is, is this a value you learned from your mom, like seeing her buzzer behind and like like you saw her model, you're like, you know what? I'm going to work hard too and I'm going to make sure oh, like, definitely, man. that I don't struggle. I, I, and like I said, I hate using the word struggle. I wish there was a better one. There's no, but, I mean, it is what it is. Because your mom... Like she busted her behind to give y'all the best life that she could give y'all. Didn't this? Yeah. So that, maybe that's where you model it from. You're like, you know what? I'm going to do the same thing just so that I don't suffer, you know, so that. And th- that's why you maybe you even got your degree, you know, so that you don't 
You don't work as hard. That's true. That's true. Because let me tell you something. All I knew was manual labor. And all that's I knew all was to knew. work yeah, that's hard. That's all we knew too. Right. So when my mom, like it, it got a point in my life where we were living at back in, back in Lakewood, um, where a lot of my friends were going to jail and yeah. killed. Uh, you know, a, a, a buddy of mine. This is your surroundings. Yeah, dude. Uh, he he they, uh, he passed away, and it was one of the hardest things that I've ever experienced. I mean, being so young and a really good friend of yours, you know, passed away. And How old were you? I was like twelve. Jesus Christ! And he was a really know. good friend, like my brother's really good friend. So you know, we kind of hung out. We played. Yeah, I know what he passed away from. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah, they shot him. Uh, he got shot and beat up, and you know, I guess was he in, in he, into that in that world he wasn't man the lifestyle. He wasn't he wasn't in that lifestyle. He wasn't that kind of kid, man. He's wrong place, but wrong he time. wasn't no bitch. Uh, okay. So it, it it got to a point where you know he he tried to be a man and try to prove himself, and you know it just it happened. You know, yeah. Uh, damn. So I mean, growing up, I'm seeing that. I mean. Oh, so you saw it or no experience? Like experience oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Moment, Seeing yeah. how he you know, how it happened, I got scared. And growing up in that kind of environment, dude, like I was already at a point where I was doing things where I weren't supposed to, mm -hmm. you know. At the end of the day, when that happened, my mom saw something. I was like, you know what? She was like, you know what? No, we got to get you out of here. Yeah. And what's crazy is, my friends from the hood acknowledged that I was not going to be around anymore. I wasn't going to go to the same school district or anything like that. I went to, it was because of the movement. I went to Jersey Village right here on 290 yeah, yeah. and Beltway 8. Right, yeah. That's when my life changed, seriously. Changed one, because of what, though? Because the academics, to be honest. That's true. Like I said, I learned the hard way because remember, like in the district, they were just passing kids by. Well, I wasn't really learning. Yeah. You know, like it didn't really matter if you were applying yourself. It was just like, oh, okay, you showed up, pass, bye, pass. So when I went to ninth grade at uh, Jersey Village High School here in Houston, Texas, out there, um, two ninety and ninety Beltway, Beltway, you'll see him off the Beltway, right. west of the Beltway, going north. Right. So that's when my life changed. Football, track. Yeah. You know, I. And and correct me if I'm wrong, but this is a very American school, right? Very American. It was very because I, I think, think the demographics is. changed on it. The Falcons, JV baby. Uh, Thanks, <laughs> if, if you have to, you got to remember, Jersey Village is its own little city. That's true. It Jersey Village true. has its so own. So I don't, I don't think the demographics have changed much. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I kind of, it's kind of one of like Katie. They control their their zones. Right. They gerrymandered. Katie High School, right? Right. So so Katie High School, don't hate me, please. Jersey Village is part of uh, Cy, Cy, yeah, Cy, Cy Fair Fair But Jersey Village is his own little mm -hmm. town. Mm -hmm. You're right, yeah. So I was blessed to go to that school uh four years and uh, I did I did it all, man. Uh I started I started boxing up when I was uh, 12, 13 years old. I used to be a boxer. I did that for many, many years. Um I also did a lot of, I played football. Mm -hmm. um, I, I run track. I did discus, shot put. Um, Big boy sports. Yeah, yeah. So it was because of Jersey Village that actually changed me. I was really hood. Like when I say hood, I wasn't really ghetto, you know? But, you but I had that demeanor. Like I grew up yeah. tough, you know? 
And I ain't let nobody punk me. The moment you looked at me weird, that's when we had a problem. You say you got bullied around, though. That's As a kid, no? That, as that's a what kid. happened. That's why I joined uh, boxing. Okay. So shout out to Ultimate Warriors Boxing Club out there on Mesa. Right. So anybody who ever knows that area uh, on Mesa Road right there, Ultimate Warriors, that's where I started. Random question. Have you yeah. ever been in a fight? I've never been in a fight. Dude, I've been Drum in so, so many fights. I've never been in a physical fight. Just I've, I've never lost a fight. Literally never lost a What's fight. What's your record? That, I'm all. Uh, I'm oh and no. I've never been in one. <laughs> Let me tell you something, dude. Like, Why somebody just come find you? Just play all of me? No, you, I'm gonna give him his first L. <laughs> hey, you know, look, man. I, there's, there's. Uh, so think about this, man. If somebody wants to fight me, I don't mind it. Let's fight. I'm not tripping. But like, just leave I, it there. Yeah, I got boxing gloves in my car all the time because there's been times in the past where people have tried me. And I'm 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 trained to fight. Mm-hmm. You know, there's been times where people I mean, have tried gonna, me. Yeah. You're a lean, mean, killing machine. No, I don't kill. Oh, okay, I, you know, I just cuff them. I don't love. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you only kill dreams. Okay. Oh, corazones. <laughs> <laughs> no, but at the end of the day, there's been times where in the past where I've learned that I had to learn how to defend myself, and that's why I joined boxing. Yeah. Because yeah, I was being bullied. And yeah. it, because of my brother, he tried to toughen me up. And this is the reason why me and my brother always. Even yeah, to mean, this yeah. day or? No, no. no. Yeah, I mean, not y'all. I, mean, like, I think as you get older, I mean, you get older, you kind of think like, about ah, it. You're my, you, you were cool. Even if even if it got to a point, man, my brother's what? Maybe your brother's like, you know what? I beat him up already so long, man. I'm done. Like, he can have a normal life now. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. But, well, uh, hey, shout out to my brother, man. Uh, but no, he... Uh, we we used to fight back in the day, yeah. But things changed up until I was like fourteen, fifteen. People was, when people start think, thinking differently. I started differently. getting bigger. I started, started getting stronger. Oh shit! Never mind then. I yeah. thought it was like way of thinking or something. Well, he learned the hard. I mean, maybe your brother was like, "Damn, you know what?" Well, your brother is for, relatively short, right? Not to hate on. Yeah, him. he's short. He's like five. I mean, five nine. For lack of explanation, is kind of Julio, right? Julio never grew tall. He just grew the beard. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I just said Arabe, Julio. But <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I guess going from that that hood mentality to this all white school. Correct. How did you I guess flip the switch? Adapt to it. The thing is, man, it took it took a while. It it really did because um I I've always wanted to join sports. Mm-hmm. It's just like I said, that the school district wasn't yeah, I mean, yeah, it wasn't. They were just we there to know. get the funds, right? And I've always loved like being active and and being athletic. And I, I've always been athletic. I could run, jump, you know, all that. So when I went to JV, I started going to. Uh, I started uh, getting active, right? Doing football, extra stuff, yeah. this, all that, and I loved it, dude. I loved it, loved it so much, man. It was it was amazing. It got to a point where I was just like I was really popular. You know, shout out to anybody who old class of 07 out in JV. Um, but everybody kind of knew me. I was that kind of guy that everybody Puro knew. Puro size Springs Panthers way. Easy. Class of 08 cut. Mine is 06. <laughs> oh, yeah. You graduated 06, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, man, everybody has like, when you were a senior, right? Like, I think everybody can relate. Anybody a senior year, they had like their theme, right? Yeah. So, what did you shout out? Like, is there like an 06? You put up both zeros. Oh like, is it 06? Because it was you like, know, this, right? what sucked was that, you know, your skip we day. We sucked. 
the skip date is supposed to be like 06, 06, 06. <laughs> but that is, um, <laughs> that was like, you, you're already in summer. So we're like, what the, like, how do you skip? Uh, I, I can't judge. Dude, like, 888. I mean, yeah. So we, we had the third day of school. <laughs> we were 007, man. Uh, 007. So we, we had that theme. Right, that was weird. Solid. <laughs> no, they don't know what that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you no. were saying that, my bad. Yeah, no, yeah. So I kind of had that same mentality where I was still kind of like tough. Like mm-hmm. I, I was just like, "Don't try me," and people found that out quick. Like when I was a uh, a freshman, people thought I was a junior or a senior because you're big and only how I carried myself. Gotcha. You know, there was like I remember. Uh, my, I want to say sophomore, junior year, I used to go to school kind of like, uh, you know, I grew up where I had to starch my pants, iron my shirt, always look clean, never wrinkled. Dude. Was that because your mom encouraged that? Or mom what? encouraged okay. that. And plus it was, it was the, it was like a fad, right? Yeah. Back in the day. Shout out. Okay, especially side, if you take take care of yourself, you were always planchado. I've been wrinkling since day one. To this day, I'm still fucking wearing my shirts and so, shorts are wrinkling. So back back in the day <laughs> out there in the north side, we used to have like, we used to starch down. We used to say starch down. Yeah. You know, that, that's how my oldest brother used to be Christian. Yeah, exactly. So I listen to Paul Wall. Not Paul okay, Wall, Slim, Slim Thug, Chameleon Air. Slim Thug, he's from the north side, so he, he mm-hmm. little flip, you know what I'm saying? No, but a flipper, flipper roches, they eat a cloverleaf. No, is it cloverleaf? Yeah, it's cool. He's, 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 he's from cloverleaf. Park, go see. You know nah, nah, flipper roches always been yeah, cloverleaf, cloverleaf, right? Yeah, right. yeah, out there in the east side. Yeah, but anyways, um, I like I said, I grew up with that kind of like mentality. Mm-hmm. It kind of it took a while for me to break out of it. Like I used to talk really hood, and I could turn it on. There's a there's there's a time and place, right? Time and place. Like I know how to establish myself with people from the hood, and I establish establish myself from people in a professional manner. Mm-hmm. So if somebody comes up to me. You know, I, I can adapt, right? Like, I've always been that kind of person that can adapt. That's the hardest thing to ever do, learning how to adapt. That is hard. Especially Just when you get into the professional there, world. Right? Oh, yeah. Dude, when you get into professional world, you're like, should I go hood on this person? Mm-hmm. Or should I keep my composure? <laughs> then you remember uh, Dave Chappelle's When Keeping It Real Goes Wrong. Oh, dude. I'm dude, and you're like, you know what? <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm gonna keep it professional. Yeah, hey, I was I was my not to I'm not we'll go back to your story, but my yeah. I was talking to my coworker yesterday and she called me right on she had a question. Did you and tell her about was, the podcast? Oh well, yeah, she listens to oh, it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to promote this thing, all right? You she listens to it, right? She's she, she's like she's like two episodes behind, but she's getting there. Um but uh she was like, How's work going for you? And I was like, You want the professional answer or you want the real answer? And she's like, give me the real answer. I was like, me trae como pendejo. (laughs) (laughs) Like a fucking dumbass. (laughs) Right now, no, but right now, you know, companies know they can get away with it because everybody's like, you know what, just don't fire me. Yeah, exactly. To be honest with you, man. But that goes back to the whole, go, keep, I'll finish. finish No, no, I'm saying like. I'm sounding like Christian over here right now. I mean, no, no. And that makes sense, right? Like everybody's kind of scared on edge, right? They don't Mm want to mess up or do anything to jeopardize their career or their job because it's hard right now, right? 
Yeah, COVID no is still a point where like it's it, it's, it's not hard getting, out here for picks. it instills fear in people. Not not it because is. of getting the virus, but it's because of everything else that's around it. Right, um, getting evicted. Yeah, I mean, it, Dude, it, I mean, it's, it's bad out there. I mean, we're blessed to be where we're at right now, right? Definitely, uh, yeah. we're blessed, we're to, blessed have food, to have a job, to have a household, to have a lot of things that we take for granted. That you know, hopefully through it's, it sounds bad, but hopefully through something like this, people will learn to. Value what they have. Looks like we haven't learned. No, dude. To be honest with you, think about it, man. I, I mean, it's learned. different for everybody else, but it, it, it people are learning. More people are wearing masks. There's less Karens out there who are arguing <laughs> the fact that, <laughs> and it's true, right? I yeah, mean, there's hey, people less, yeah, that's very true. I mean, you have to adapt. Things are going to change. Like, dude, if you're not in... If you don't have an open mind to change in life, you will never move forward in Yo, life. No, nope, you got to like go brought it back. Props. At the end of the day, brought it back to adapt. Mm. That's what I'm saying. Everything, Preach. everything in life, adaptability. You're always gonna go through a fucking struggle, a, a, a boundary, a little stepping stone that you have to. I mean, there's people out there who are lazy, people out there who are go getters. That's why you're in a position that you are now. And there's people who are millionaires and making money and doing. They're there for a reason. Right. Apply yourself, guys. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm content where I'm at. I know that I can apply myself and do better in life. Right? And I think everybody can, right? I think everybody has. Right. Everybody has. Right. And I'm happy. And I'm happy with the people that I'm surrounded with and the life that I'm living now. Because, one, I'm able to help my mom now. Mm -hmm. She helped me when I was a kid. That was my job to help her. Yeah, you know, there's a reason why my mom lives in the house with a pool. So, so I and I, I get that, but and I, I'm probably one of the, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm a hard self-critical person. But you know what happens the day you get married and your your focus turns to sorry, mom, but I have to focus on my wife and kids. I, what do you do then, right? I would like so like I said, there's a reason to why I'm single, right? So if I can establish a relationship a relationship with the woman that I'm with mm-hmm. and let her understand that I value and I want to contribute and always be there for my family and if she's down with it I'm going to be do that I'm going to be able to do that. I think we can both move forward and do that for one my my family mm-hmm. and for her family. Yeah, you know I mean, that's true. Then that's very think, true right cuz that that cuz that's the hardest thing hardest thing of, of a relationship is Learning the other person's way of being. Correct. And being supportive of it. Right. Because a lot of people, a lot of partners aren't yeah. supportive of it, right? They're like, why are you doing this? You know, I'm here. Give me your attention. Don't give your family your there's, attention, right? Right. So we go back to there's a time and place, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So, when, like, obviously, I'm going to put a lot of time and effort into the woman that I love. You know? But the first woman that I put... All my love to was a fr- was my mom. Yeah, you know, and, and you have I, a reason behind that too. Right, right. There's a reason why we're here, right? No, no, porque tienen mamitis or none of that. You know, just the way you saw your mom struggle and all that stuff. So you yeah, give yeah, back. Yeah, exactly. You right. appreciate it more than. I mean, I'm not saying people don't appreciate their parents, but at 12, 13 yeah. years old, growing up, and you have to survive, right? You right. you join her mentality of okay, of we need to survive, so. It, it was always we. Right. Till this day, it's still we. You know, like my mom is in a position now where she has a she works in the same company that I do. You know, and she she's in a 
She's now getting promoted. She's in a different establishment. Hey, shout out to Miss Trevino over here, you know. You know what I'm saying? Uh, working hard, it. man. Yeah, hard dude, work pays off. She is. And like, like I said before, you know, she was she was the type of woman that, like, she didn't really express herself, you know. And she just kind of kind of was submissive. And whatever she was told, she was like, yes, no problem. Mm-hmm. But it was crazy. What's crazy is that, what's crazy is now that she... Sorry, guys. <laughs> now that she works in an environment where you have to be more open and more vocal, vocal. yeah, man, she's she's a beast, dude. Dude, so I guess explain that to me then, because you know, earlier you said you learned how to be expressive, you know, through your household, but your mom wasn't like that, but now she is. So how did that come? She about learned then? from us. So through the years, like I've been, I've always been expressive. Me, my sister, my brother. Like it didn't matter what it was. We're the kind of people that if there's an issue, I'm going to tell you about it. Okay. Because I was raised like that. Not just by my mom, but from my, my when I say my tia, when I say Olivia, yeah, yeah, she taught me how to be, hey, si no te gusta algo, si, si, hey. Say something about right. it. Right. Yeah. If you have a problem Except with me, the food. Tell me. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can't complain about food. Nah, pues por eso es como You can't be like, hey, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Big boy for life. Hey, it is what it is. Yeah, so it was you because of her. Mexican that you're like, hey, no me gusta eso. Mm, I think I think every that's like every, the worst thing you can ever say. <laughs> every Mexican family can relate that there's always there's always been a food that your mom made that you do not want to eat. Yeah, mine is menudo. I'll tear that shit up, dude. What's wrong with you? I don't like menudo and pozole too. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll eat pozole. I'll just yeah. eat the grain, but not the caldo part. Nah, that's, yeah, you're not eating it. the caldo? You got to eat the whole oh, thing, okay. bro. Uh, hey, to each his own, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Same thing, I mean, like, when you, ma- so, when you eat a maruchan. But fuck you for not eating all of it. When you eat a maruchan, <laughs> like, do you eat the caldo too with oh, yeah. yeah. They all crazy, That's bro. the best part. Dude, that's, what, that's the chicken flavor cut. That's all the salt right there. Oh, that's sodium. Nah. That blood pressure, baby. That's always up, baby. No, <laughs> Nothing good. can stop me. <laughs> no, but, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, like there's always been that kind of dish where your family would make and you're just like, like yeah. nopales. That's a no for me. Really? Nopales no puedo comer. You eat that shit? If it makes with something else, yeah. But by itself, no. Never. Mixed or not, I wouldn't. Hey, so I remember like a long time ago, uh, we went to Mexico and it was out there in the cerros. Mm-hmm. So my tia, uh, my tío's mom, uh, shout out to my tío Ernesto. His mom, we went to go visit them in her little pueblo, her little house out there. And she made chile rellenos. Oh. But it was chile rellenos sin lo huevo. It was just lo, el chile con el, el queso y, el, el, y la carne. So she called them chiles putos. Porque no tenía huevos. Uh-huh. Dude, I would never forget that. Hey, do, do the sound effect. I know. Yeah, <laughs> we got to get speakers for it so we can know how to mess with that thing. Right. Well, or at least uh, headphones. For sure. And then once yeah. we get... Once you know, we it's, it's pretty crazy how you learned that or how you said that your mom learned from you guys because Definitely. in our household, our parents didn't learn from us. It was, this. these are the rules. This is what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like... I guess so to a point where we were submissive. Damn, don't tell this to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> ah. But you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, I wonder 
And I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm not no scientific genius or anything. I wonder if it has to do with having that male figure in the household, right? Because my dad was the enforcer. You know, my mom was the, the yeller and don't do this, don't do that. But my dad was like, hey, get it together, right? And you know what's crazy? I have nephews now. Like, uh, I have a 15-year-old nephew right now. And his name is Joel, which is my brother's older son. Okay. And um, what's crazy is... I. Through the years, I've, I feel like, I've, like I'm like i an enforcer to them because I want what's best for them. Kind of like your your dad wanted the best for y'all. And no doubt. Yeah, yeah, he saw you thing. mess up. He was like, hey. Get it together. Get it together. It's kind of the same way. Like, he, even though my brother's, his father, you know, it's always good to have a different perspective, an outside view of how things are going. You can... You can see how things um, are going, and you can. I guess I, I relate to him because, like I said, it was an outside view, and him as a fifteen-year-old kid, he's the oldest son. You know, mm-hmm. I want him. I want him to uh, show an example for his little brother, correct, little sister. Therefore, I want. I, I want to be there for my nieces and nephews, kind of the same way how I was there for my sister. Gotcha. You know, like I think of my sister, you know, she's man, you know, y'all know my sister, beautiful girl, super duper smart, got a four year degree. She's getting she's her married. Master's, married, she's married, <laughs> she's married. Shout out to my brother in law, Dom. Hey, well, shout out to your sister, too. Shout out to my sister, no, for sure. favoritism. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, I'm sorry, my sister knows I love her, but I love my brother in law, dude. So, so the, the crazy thing about my sister is that. She met my brother-in-law in the Air Force. Right, she's military, yeah. right? You know what? Yeah, she's military. Your brother's military. My too, brother's right? military too. I tried to be military, but I had some issues. You it's, know, some things aren't meant for everybody. Yeah, when I was eighteen years old, I had to have surgery where my uh, they had to have major surgery in my intestines and all that. Was that when you ate that fish? Something like that. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. I ate a fish bone. <laughs> Oh, damn it. Yeah, yeah you know, pollo. caldo de pollo. A caldo de, de mariscos. Con caldo de pollo. Well, you learn something new so every just day, because guys. Of, just because of a fucking fish, you couldn't go military? It's not that. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, because obviously, I guess, I mean... I mean, there's... Some, some listeners may not know, right? But once you have a major surgery like that, yeah, you, you so become... De- you're, you're a liability to, yeah, the, to, so. to, to, to the military. And... Uh, there was other things that happened in my life that didn't allow me to do the things that, you know. I guess go down that path. Right. Hey, but for whatever reason, a, right. things happen. Right, yeah. Whatever yeah. that is. I mean, maybe military life wasn't for you. Maybe, maybe you, you were too rebellious at that point that you would have gone yourself into not even, trouble. Not even. Because I was 18 at the time. I was in love. I had a, I had a girl at the time. Uh, I was what in is love. love? Baby, don't hurt me. No, dude, and I don't regret it. I don't regret it because it taught me a lot. I moved out when I was 18. Um, I got my own place, and then I uh, got into a relationship with a girl that I was really into, and and, and it kind of just went, it I was really happy, you know, and things just didn't work out, you know? So it got to a point where I learned a lot from that, you know? So would you say they didn't work out because you... She wasn't giving you what you were used to from your household, or, or no, what? no, no. She gave me everything and ev- anything that I wanted. Is you know, you. 
know what I'm saying? You know, but no, <laughs> no I mean, it, she was she was great, man. You know, she had her issues and I had mine. I mean, and then at 18 years old, I right? mean, you're, we're still, young. you're still, I mean, what a young, dumb, and full of cum. Okay. Oh, dang. I mean. So, so I, I guess we're also full of cum, but we're just not as young and dumb. Hey. Touche. Okay. So. <laughs> touche, touche. <laughs> no, so, I mean, I don't, like I said, I don't regret it. It's just that we, through time, you know, I. Like I said, like I lived my life and I, I grew up a little, I, I matured a little early, right? Yeah, yeah, no. Truth and I, and I guess in that sense, you know, she wanted different things and I wanted different things, and things happen, you know. And we, people we grow just, apart, man. Right. You grew up. Right. You grew apart. And, yeah. and, and not a lie, dude. It was one of the hardest things that I've ever gone through. Like I mean, mentally, you know, because like I said, I kind of grew up. You know, playing football, being physically active, boxing. Yeah. And I changed my whole life for that person, right? And it kind of took a toll on me because we were together for three, three and a half years. We <laughs> lived together. Are you having any uh, intimate relationship um, over there? That boy's going to town with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally got like a three-minute <laughs> <laughs> <three> <laughs> action of Chicago fucking <laughs> tearing <laughs> Hey, hey, let's go that, hey, do a close up of that shit and him just licking it. Come on, man, keep going. No, no, I kind of wasn't trying to pay attention to it, but I was just kind of like, you know what? I'm just going to say what I got to say and let my Y'all boy. Y'all were having a good conversation, so I was like, I didn't want to enjoy it. So. <laughs> but yeah, you know, ADD action over here. <laughs> you know, you, you grew up, you changed lives. Yeah, yeah. No, but so, so yeah, that, I mean, things happen. We're, I mean, we just kind of grew apart, and she's <clears> now happy. She has a kid and all that, and I'm, and I'm happy for her. You know, like I, I want, I, I don't wish no, you know, bad on anybody. Shout out to my my ex mother in law. You know, uh, she was great, man. She she actually helped me out a lot because there was a point in my time where I went through so much with her, and she's always giving me like an insight, like a guidance kind of way. Because mm. she understood what I was going through, and she knew what kind of kind of person she she had as a daughter, so she was always there, like to talk to me and yeah, mentor yeah. me. Shout out to her father, um, um, the dude, man. Like he, you know, when oh seven oh eight, there was a was she, were, were they recession? Mexican? They were Mexican, yeah, okay. yeah, they were Mexican. There was a recession going on. I lost my job, you know, I got laid off, and I was really into art. And I was always fascinated about art, sculpting, painting. And you can draw. You I know? can draw. I paint. I used to paint too. I used to do murals, faux finishes, trumploids, um, all you kinds said? of trumploids. Trumploids. Uh, oh, oh! I thought it, I heard something else. Another form of uh, like a uh, different kind of uh, techniques, right? Uh, so, glaze finishes and stuff like that. So I used to work with this man, her father, my ex father in law. So he would always. Hey man, we got a job. Let's Were y'all engaged or what? You can say that, man. We live oh, together. Shit. Okay, I was you just know? saying because you, you said father-in-law, man. Yeah, living together. You know, I said it. I said it before. Living together is the best option because you yeah. get to see if you can actually live with that person, and uh, if no, uh, okay. and if you don't, you know, you can't, or you realize you can't. Then everybody goes their separate ways. Nobody gets hurt. No children. No nothing. And that's kind of how it was, man. That's how because when we separated. We didn't have kids, and you know there was always that there was always a talk about getting married. Yeah. But I felt like 
there's always something holding us back to actually move forward and do that, right? Because one, we were young, dude. You know, we're young. What is that though? though? You didn't have kids or anything to hold you back. Right, right, right. Was it the emotional attachment? I'm guessing. I think it was the fact that she kind of grew up together, but grew up but apart at the same time. Correct. Like she grew up in the way that she learned not to live with her family, but she also learned how to be independent. Mm. She got a job. She made a really she made really good money, and um, I was just there to like support her and, and like, dude, like. We purchased cars together, Damn. you know, like so y'all were practically married. Then. Practically, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. That's what I say. Best thing to do is live together. Living together is more like more than being married. Correct. And like I said, dude, I don't regret it, dude, because it, it helped me a lot. It, it learned how to how to really adult, you know. Because when I moved out, like that's when the yeah. fucking struggle came, dude. When you move out at the age of eighteen and you think you all big and bad because you got a job and all that crazy mm-hmm. shit. Dude, and I was going to school full time, and I had a job full time. But anyways, when you, it's all habits, right? Life, right? Like there's things that you do in life that it's it's a habit. It could be a bad habit, could be a good habit. Yeah. The hardest thing is breaking the bad ones. Exactly, exactly. Because you're but, so used to them, dude. But when it comes to your life and your well being, dude, you know what I'm saying? There's so you're trying to say that relationship was a bad habit or what? No, not necessarily. Uh, no, it wasn't a bad habit at all, dude. I think it was just the habits that we established afterwards because we felt like we were young and independent. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, props to those 18-year-olds, 19-year-olds that, you know, they marry their high school sweethearts and all this other. Dude, yeah. And are still together. Right. As a, as a teen, right? Because you're still a teen. Learning how to grow up with the person probably has to be the hardest thing you can do, as far as relationship goes. It's 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 hard. Hey, bring him over here, Kulu. <laughs> it all depends on how you look at it, right? For me, it wasn't hard because I loved it. I loved her. For so it was like, yeah, I'm down for it. Like I'm I'm all about it. So it wasn't hard. You know, it could be hard for some other people because, you know, they're in a situation where they're comfortable and they don't give they really don't care they just they're they're happy enough to be with somebody and comfortable enough to be in a position where they're at with that with that person bring the whole kitchen <laughs> right <laughs> bring some fucking kids out of ass. <laughs> um fucking let me lose my train of thought right but I guess so we're all hungry you right didn't now. you didn't move out of your mom's household to be with this chick. Did no. you, you just, y'all yeah. just, you live by yourself and right. then you okay. It got to a point where I kind of wanted to live my life. Like, it got to a point where I was like in high school and my mom always told me like, hey, cuando tienes 18 and you, you graduate, you can do whatever you want. Really? I see. Mexican, Mexican mom told I you see. this. Mira, your job as a, as a high school student, good, good grades. And I did. Do what you gotta do, get academically and all that. Yeah, and I did what I had to do, way. I was raising the wrong house now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so my mom told me, Everywhere. she's always told me, there's a time and a place for you to live your life, mijo. You, as a student, when you're in high school, when you're 18 years old, you got your own job, you, you can pay for your own stuff, mm-hmm. do whatever you want. Because get this, I did pay rent in my house. I, 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 I've always helped out. I'll commit. Doing all that, dude, helping out with, like, bills and stuff like that, 
And shout out to moms that do this for their kids. And I'm not saying you don't have to do that. If you if you were raised to where you don't have to help out with rent, cool. But I did have I did have to. I was raised like that. Not because- a shout out to the mom, but shout out to the kids who step up and choose to do it. The thing is, man, it helped me. It helped me realize that anywhere you are in life, you're always gonna have to pay to live somewhere, mm-hmm. and or you know be you know. Like if you live in, you you're learn how to room. be responsible. Exactly, it teaches you responsibility, and I was taught that at a young age. Well, you know, so I guess, I guess that, um, <clears throat> like I said, I it didn't bother me. But when the thing that really got to me when I was 18 years old and I graduated and I was in a position to where I felt like I'm an adult now. I graduated, I got a job, and I'm going to school full time. Therefore, I can go out and have a good time now. Yeah. So I remember that, like when I, when we moved out, it, it was it's kind of like a, it's kind of like one of those. I'm happy that I did it, and kind of sad that I left my family. But it was kind of like a like it, it was a moment where it was Friday night. I wanted to go out with some friends. It was like a like a graduation get together, and I was only going to be out for a couple of hours. And my my mom said no. But I remember t- I was already 18, and now at one I was already done with high school. Yeah. I was already in the summer phase. Yeah, I right. Made rule. I met the conditions. When you done with the high school, that's it. You're like, fuck it, I'm done. All right, and I felt the same way. On, in that? whose household? My mama's. In yours, <laughs> not in ours. <laughs> I mean, I guess everybody different, different perspective, right? right? Exactly. Right. So in my head, I thought I did 18, what I had to do. Yeah. I'm good. You know, paid my own shit, got my own cell phone, got my own truck. You know, I did it all. Like, I felt like I was on top of where I needed to be. Like, I'm surpassed with the level of maturity and or, I guess, I guess where I want to be. I'm my own person now. Right, I'm my own person. And they taught me how to be that person. And shout out to my, my parents for that. You know, I love them and I appreciate it all. But at that time, I was kind of like, I'm gonna do what I want. Right, so it got to a point where she was like, no. No vas a ir. And I was like, but why? Yeah. Then, then I started, like, I was always, uh, I was kind of rebellious, and I was, I, I kind of did what I had to do up until that time. And I had money in my bank, and at that mm-hmm. time, and I was just like, you know what? I'm going to go out. And she's like, no. Si te vas de largas. And I was oh. like, damn, like that? Yeah, the typical... Mexican. So part of me was like, you know what, dude? Like, kept it real. If it's time to go, it's time to go. Yeah. Well, she kept it real. And so you you took that personal practice, is what you're saying, then? Yeah. Not personal in the sense that it hurts, but personal in the sense like, all right, if that's what it's going to be like, then that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, I moved out, dude. And they got, they didn't think I was going to actually move out, but I did it, dude. How long after did you move out? Like the, the same, the same weekend. Oh, damn. That, I mean, it, yeah, I called off of work, and I, I was working Saturday. And we yeah, I remember you telling me that yeah. story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I just kind of like, you know, I was like, you know what? I want, like, kind of like my brother did. I wanted to live my life. Like, I did. I felt like I did what I had to do, and I just kind of want to live, you know? Mm-hmm. That's what happened. But I learned the so, hard way, dude. Uh, once you were on your own, how long did it take for you to realize that it wasn't going to be as easy as you thought? Like, you were like, oh, I got my own place. Now let me go ahead and do my own things. To be honest with you, I was set. I had a really good job. At the age of eighteen, I made really good money. How much? I, how much? And um, this is eighteen. If you don't mind sharing, how much is good money, right? Cause so I was at I was in a position where I was a supervisor for a 
uh, I want to say supervisor because at that time, the manager made me a supervisor. I worked for the company when I was 16, part-time. And when I turned 18, it, they gave me the position of training. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, I was supervising a couple of uh, employees to do their job. So now that I was working full-time and there, you know, 40 hours a week, they put me in a position to where I was helping, supervising, and training most of the employees that were there. Gotcha. You know? We kept a tight shift. There wasn't a lot of people there, but so for for lack of better words, I'm cutting to the shit. As a as a seventeen, eighteen year old, me as a lifeguard, I was making like four hundred bucks bi weekly. Nope. When I went into an internship, my first internship into the professional industry, that went up to like fourteen hundred bucks bi weekly. Is that what you were grand. looking at as an 18-year-old? or you know, as Throw 18, numbers out there. You know? Yeah, yeah. As an 18-year-old, I was making $19 an hour. So what is that equivalent to? I so and, I, and we had the ability to work a lot of overtime. About 800 bucks a week. So pretty much. A little bit less. Okay. A little bit less. Right? About, about 700 Just to give a perspective, right? Because rent around here, single apartment, you're talking about what, maybe 900 bucks? No, dude. My rent was like 650 I, I lived in Spring Ranch. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Depending on what side of town you're in. SB, baby. <laughs> so 650 you were making about 800 bucks a week, right? Approximately-ish? No, not necessarily. Yeah, yeah. Right. $19 an hour, 40 hours a week, and I was making really good money. Yeah. yeah you're probably making about 600 bucks after taxes. So, you know, times four, that's what, 2400 So you, yeah, you literally, in free money, you were talking about, what, maybe 1200 I was making about 2400 every two every month. Yeah. And my rent was literally like five, like 600 bucks. So you made a grand just for bills. Pretty much. So fourteen hundred was free money, right? So I mean, as an eighteen year old, I'm just you know just yeah numbers out there. As an eighteen year old, fourteen hundred dollars free is a lot of money in your mind. I got it made. So this is why I had the ability to find a girlfriend, mm-hmm. and we went out all the time, and we every weekend was like it was just like we went out to eat. And you know, when you're young and you have that kind of money, like you're just like you just want to live. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know anything about you're worry free. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it got real, dude. Like I lost my job because of the recession, and like I said, like I don't regret it being being with my ex because it, it their family helped me out, mm-hmm. and I, and you know it, it it just worked out, you know. It just didn't work out for us, but it worked out because they were always there to help out, you know. But um, yeah, man, I don't regret anything, dude. Yeah, so. Now, looking forward, how are you going to be with your kids? You know, how, like, if you do have kids, how do you want them to be raised? Or how are you going to raise them? So, I think I think at, at the end of the day, like, I think it has to contribute with me and the person I'm going to have kids with, right? Like, because we have to be at a, both understanding and how we want to move forward with that. Me as an individual, as like yeah, I said, yeah, we, that's what we're not to, as an individual, as a male... From the male perspective, yeah. right? right. Seeing how and, you and did not have the male uh, mm-hmm. role in your life, right. how are you going to break the cycle, per se? Kind of the same way how I was raised. Chingale. Chingale. The chiquito. Hey, ain't nothing ain't fucking free. It don't matter how much money I make as a your parent, you're going to know the value of the things that you have. Dude. Solid. You know very what I'm saying? True, like very. You're going to... I want you to know the struggle of what it is to earn money. 
to yeah, move forward I and to struggle with that. And I, I want to tell you a struggle, but I want you to learn to appreciate and value Andale. money. Mm-hmm. Right? Value it's not, it's not going to be a struggle for them, right? Luckily, our parents put us in a situation where we're able to provide for them. Correct. That is just, I want you to learn the value of it. Right. That's all it is. Yeah. Because you know, I can easily go buy you these nice pair of shoes, clothing, whatever it is, but if you're not willing to work for it, why? It's true, man. Tell me why. And and I think, and I'm not saying that I'm going to make them work when I'm, oh, when you're 15, 16, you got to get a job. But I want them to know that everything that you do in life has consequences. Even as a high school student, your job as a high school student, get, get your good grades, man. I'm going to do my part as a parent to make sure that you have everything in life to succeed. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do my best at it. Yep. But you're also going to do your part in regards to, as a job, to get good grades and establish yourself and apply yourself and, right. and give it 100%. Because I feel like when you're at a point in your life when you're like 14, 15, 16, you're going to have to establish yourself like thinking. I think you got to start thinking about what, how you want to move forward in life. How you want to establish yourself. I mean, let, I mean, I, at, my, at that age, I felt like there's so many things that I could have done in life that I can try mm-hmm. and also fail, but also learn. And I kind of want them to do the same thing. I want to have that the same mentality like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm 15 years old. What do I want? And that's something that I feel like that's important to, to, to ask, you, ask the kids now. You're 15 years old. What do you want to do in life? Oh, I don't know. Playing Fortnite. Right. <laughs> it's, true. Yeah, it's true. It's Fortnite. It's uh, Warzone. A big YouTuber, you know? dude. Yeah, like yeah, that, exactly. that actually became something to be a you YouTuber. became a career out of it. Yeah. My, my, ten, my nine-year-old nephew is a YouTuber. I mean, he's he's working on building his channel and... And I'm not gonna give him a shout out as of right now because I don't want nobody, nobody trolling him. He's yeah, young. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? yeah. I mean that's a bad thing about society now. Right. Just... Anybody who's a YouTuber, who's who's, I mean, anybody young. Kudos to them to be yeah, honest, because they like, they knew how to do it. Yeah, you know, dude. What's crazy though is that people don't realize that it takes courage to put yourself out there, whether you're a kid or an adult. And it, it's easy to judge people like, oh, look at those dumbasses. You know, what, why the fuck are they doing whatever they're doing? You know what's crazy? Him him as a nine-year-old, ten years old, he sold, he presented me the the uh, the progress on how to move forward as a YouTuber. I, and he did this on his own. He mm-hmm. did his own research. I mean, it's crazy how the technology nowadays can allow a, a young a man or a woman... To, to learn so much and, and, and grow, dude. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, if we were 10 years old, you think we'd be smarter? With the technology that's now. Oh, hell yeah. Right. We'd probably be in a different See, situation. Maybe, but at the same time, it's like, I, I, not, nothing against like, these 10 yeah. year olds, right? But I don't. It, I don't think these 10-year-olds know hard work like we did at 10 years old. Oh, no. Oh, that's, no. A, right. that's the thing. This technology, I, think, I feel like technology nowadays has allowed us to put ourselves in a position where we wouldn't have to yeah. struggle or Work go through hard. what we did, you know, back in the day. And I'm not knocking it. But no, I, feel no, like, no, I feel like we, us as parents have to put them in a position to where they have to learn or put them in a situation to where they... They can learn from it, or not exactly put them through it like how we did, but get them get them in the mindset that 
there's issues that might come in place in life that you're going to have to overcome and, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. There's going to be trolls. Right, right. You know how you're going to deal with it. Um, you know, your, your channel might not hit, you know. What are you, what are you going to do take about time. it? Yeah, yeah, right? You may not succeed. You know, but that's kind of one of those things where you start instilling these values of whatever it is you want to try and do. Hard exactly. work, perseverance. Um, right. You know, self-education. Dude, yeah, man. And 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 one thing about me, dude, when I moved out when I was young, I, I grew. And I think it had a lot. It had a lot to do with how Dre came into my life, and how I kind of became independent, dude, and had to like struggle and learn about life that way, you know. Yeah. And going to school, and you know, and I, I got a degree. It took some time, but I got a degree. And uh, there's always there's there's a lot of people in my life that I want to say thanks to because they've actually manip- helped me to better myself as a person. This ain't the episode for it. Yeah. No. Hey, hey, episode <laughs> nine coming soon. <laughs> the people in our lives that uh, made a difference, not only yeah, as our yeah. parents, yeah, but I people. Hate what you're saying, man. Yeah, <laughs> we all have that outside influence that. I mean, there's always. I mean, it guided you. Yeah. Not, not only got, not even a person that you actually you know. There's ever was there ever a time where you're watching something or hearing something that kind of hit hard. The infomercials <laughs> at two o'clock in the morning. And the fuck girls steal. gone wild. I don't know. I don't know. He's in the lawsuit right now. Oh yeah. And the flex seal. Flex, flex, flex tape. <laughs> I mean that shit don't work, dude. Don't don't <laughs> don't go out and buy it. I think I think for me personally, it's like my sister was saying last weekend. We have close family friends in Austin, and uh, you know I moved out to Austin as a seventeen year old kid. Yeah, I didn't hard. know what the fuck I was doing, um, but luckily we had these close family friends that they literally opened up the doors for me, right? So I knew how to, or better, I didn't know how to. I learned how to take in them as a family. And appreciate treat them as family rather than as family or friends, right? So to me, they became family because they literally took me under their wing and they're like, "Hey, look, this is Austin. There's rivers, there's lakes. Here's our house. Whenever you want to come to eat, whenever you want to spend the night, you know, just drop by. Don't call us. Just show up as needed, right? That's and sure awesome. enough, that when I had that, I was like, "Damn, that's that's pretty awesome." And to this day, you know, I'm very appreciative of them. Had it not been for them, I don't know if I would have stayed in Austin. Shout out to them, dude. Oh no doubt. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they they they're a lot. They mean a lot more than than I guess what we probably they, tell they, them they or stay them, know. right? Right. Um, you know, to my sisters, they 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 told her, you know, or the wife told her, like, hey, you'll know love whenever you feel this, right? Right. Whenever you feel butterflies in your stomach, yeah, whatever the hell. Dude, that, that isn't that the best for you? Shit. I mean, shit. Whenever I have butterflies, but nowadays, I gotta go take a shit. Yeah, nowadays, all you gotta do is text <laughs> all night. And that's it. I love you. I gotta take a shit. <laughs> oh, wait, I don't know. I don't, uh, is it love? Is it Taco Bell? I don't know. I didn't eat Taco Bell, so I think I'm in love with you. I swear I didn't eat Taco Bell yesterday, so I think I'm in love with you. I got butterflies. Ooh. <laughs> Solid. Nah, dude. Like, I guess, I, I mean, when you know, you know, right? I used to work at Little Caesars. At 15 years old? 15, yeah. Was that legal? Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was legal, yeah. I thought you had to be... Well, 
Yeah, that's right. They, they allowed if you have parental consent, yeah, yeah it was if summer. you had parental consent, you can work at fifteen. That's right. Right. So, and it was it was during the time where it was so, summer hey, break. That's 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 a good point. For all you little fifteen year olds that are complaining they can't work, get your parents to sign that consent form. You can go to work. Don't yeah, make no excuses. Hey guys, so at the end of the day, when you're 15 years old, you can work at Jamba Juice. Um, you can work anywhere as yeah, long as you get much. the consent yeah. form. Yeah, even Sam's Club and Walmart. I think they do that. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sure about Walmart, but I'm pretty sure that there's there's a lot of places right now that, that are allowing you know 15 years old to work and no job. Dude, it, it, you, dude if you're a go getter, go, go get, get it. it, man. Mm-hmm. Go get it, dude. And if you have kids that are 15, 16 years old, hey, man. Mándalos a trabajar. A la verga, órale. A la yarra, mejor. I mean, what are they going to do at the house all day? Exactly. Man? What are you going to do? And, and this is curiosity, terms. right? Is what are y'all going to do whenever you have your kids tell you, hey, dad, I want to go work? Send them off to work. but uh, Set a time limit so that, at least for me, like education is valuable. If you're oh, not yeah. getting education, an education... At least a hustle or something. Yeah. You know, you like know learn a skill maybe. Even. Me and my brother used to cut grass. Trait. We used to cut grass at the age of like 12 or 13 when we weren't doing anything in the house. And we had a lawnmower. So we would go around, ask our neighbors, hey. Like my, my next door neighbor to the left, she was an old white woman. I forgot her name, dude. Like it was a long time ago. I was like less than 10 years old. Yeah. And she would, and we would, I wouldn't charge her. Because we would cut our grass, and then I guess she was on, like, a fixed income. But she would, she would like her grass would grow, you mm-hmm. know? And my mom would always tell me, like, andale, mijo, cortasela. And that means, hey, c- come on, cut her grass, you know? Let's help nah, her if you out. don't know what it means, go look it up. No, nah, no good. <laughs> so I think to, to, so basically my mom would always tell us, it's okay, just go ahead and cut her grass. And like I said, we grew up to where my mom always gave us everything that we needed and kind of like wanted, you know? It was the little things in life that like that made us happy. Like my mom, we, she didn't have a lot of money, but every Friday and Saturday she would like put music on and we'd all dance. Like on a Friday night after work, she'd come home like at five, six o'clock, seven, eight o'clock, she'll put on music. And to be honest with her, I love to dance. And because of my mom, she taught me how to dance cumbia, salsas. Uh, I thought you meant like putting music like Saturday mornings. No, that's that's clean. Time. That was Every time. Mexican knows or Latino knows. Every Saturday morning, seven, eight o'clock in the morning, when that music is on and blasting, yo, and I'm, I'm that not, means get your ass mm-hmm. up and start cleaning. To be to, and curiosity, right? Right. Do you think it would have been different if there was your your dad in the household? I don't know, dude. How I mean, I don't know because I never had it. No, but do you what think? It, what do you think? No, I'm saying, do you think? So I don't know. I guess I'm saying, knowing, knowing, I guess the issues between your parents. Do you think it would have been that same environment on a Friday or Saturday? Right, because for us on a Friday it was corridos with beer. My uncles at the house, kids running around. Right, right. So before that, I remember my life. Before the mm-hmm. divorce, my dad, like like I said, we would all hang out, my family and all that. Yeah. Like the music was not different. It was like Ramon Ayala, uh, Tejano, because my dad was raised here in Texas. Okay. 
And so when, was your dad a first generation Texan? No, he was born in Mexico. But he just came in. Oh, you was raised in Texas. Raised in Texas. Born in okay. Mexico, raised in Texas. My grandma came down here. Yeah. And uh, they worked the fields. Or they picked some cotton. They picked some strawberries. They moved from Florida. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Florida to Texas to do work. But my dad learned English at a young age here. Gotcha. Right. My dad met my mom in high school. And my, to be honest with you, my mom used to be a singer. And um, is that where you got it from? I was gonna yeah. say, my boy, he can sing. So, so I, 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 when I was young and I was raised, my mom put me in a lot of singing competitions and uh, karaoke contests. And up in high school, like I didn't really, I didn't really show my talent to a lot of people up until like junior year, senior year. Like it's crazy because senior year, because there was a talent show every year for seniors. Mm-hmm. Even freshmen attended just to see the show. And my senior year, I was one of the hosts. Me and a good friend of mine, uh, he was from Louisiana. And this was at JV, right? JV High School, okay. yeah. And at that time, I had a little girlfriend. Her name was Rebecca. Uh, a little side mm. piece, what it sounds like. No, she was my main squeeze, bro. Mm. She was she was an amazing girl, dude. She was, she was badass. She was awesome. But... Uh, <laughs> She's married now. She has kids. And life happens. Yeah, life happens. And I'm, I'm happy for her. You know, but there was a song back in the day that was really popular. It's called More Than Words from Extreme. Sing it. No. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, no. Put it, we'll put a, a clip on there. Yeah, so, so the, there was a song called uh, More Than Words. Frankie J made a remix of this. Frankie J. He was Frankie a J. back in like. Back in the day. Early 2000s. Yeah, so back in the day, Frankie J made a a, Mm kind of like a a reboot of the song. So it kind of like motivated me to sing the song because it was really popular back in the day. So I sang the song like in in one of the talent shows. It was was amazing. So back in the day, I used to do uh, a trio and we used to learn songs with a guy named uh, Daniel Miranda. He used to sing in a trio with his dad, and he got me into learning old school Mexican trio songs. You know what I mean? Sabor a mi, andale. Sabor a mi, hermoso cariño. You know, those kind of music. Like, we used to sing in different kind of establishments, like restaurants and and weddings. And we used to go to different people's houses, and they would hire us to sing. And it was awesome, man. I never played an instrument. Like, I, I can't play an instrument to save my life. But I can sing. You, you know? gotta make a duel. I know, I know how to play the guitar. I've, I've seen you play the guitar, dude. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I was really impressed when, when I, I can when play I it on Guitar it. Hero. <laughs> I gotta play it like this. Like every guy I played it. The fuck? It was weird. Kind of how you play with your girl, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, my boy. <laughs> no, it's weird how you do it. Like, yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, I. To, to be honest with you, my brother was really a big gamer, like PS2, PS, mm-hmm. uh, PlayStation. I never played video games. Like, I, the closest thing I ever did was, like, Nintendo 64 and, like, a PS2 for Grand Theft Auto. Other than that, I didn't play video games. A lot of, you know, video gaming is a, a new thing now. Yeah. yeah. Or it's catching on again, maybe. It I don't became know. normal. Yeah. For us, it wasn't normal. At least for me, it wasn't. Nah, it wasn't for normal. It wasn't normal for me either. 
That's crazy. So you were saying then you 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 learn how to sing? Yeah, my mom was a singer back in Mexico. And it was crazy because the, the, the first time I realized that I knew how to sing is when my mom kind of was shocked. My mom was driving. It was crazy because she had a, like a 90-something Supra, Toyota Supra. Oh, she was, for all you Fast and the Furious a fans, little, you know what that is. Furious, like, everybody who was a fan, a fan, fan of these Supras, man, like, my mom had one. I don't know how she got it, but I knew she had one because I remember having pictures and yeah. always riding with her. You know, we're sitting down and... My mom was the type of person that she was like, when it comes to music, she, she listened to a lot of it, different kind of artists. So I, I kind of was grew, I, I, I grew up listening to Cher, Celine Dion, uh, Donna Summers. Uh, 80s music. Right. The Bee Gees. Hits right there. Right. Straight right. hits. <laughs> right. So I kind of grew up with that kind of like. Genre. Genre of music. You know, not only that, like uh, Selena. You know, she would play Elosinos. Yeah. And it was to a point where this is the type of music that my mom enjoyed and she would always sing. So you gotta understand. So when we traveled to Mexico as a at a young everybody who's young, anybody who's Mexican American has always like with their family traveled to Mexico mm -hmm. at some point. Like for me, it was always me, my brother, my sister would always go every summer. And we would you always go. You be sent. We'd go sometimes okay. when we were when we were like really young, yeah. we would go as a family. But when we, we were like 13, 14, 15, we would be sent to mm -hmm. Mexico just to learn their culture and, 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 and how and get to learn, get to know the family out there. Right. right. So is that how your mom bribed you? That's right. Get to know the culture. I mean, at the end of the day, you got to get away sometimes. You know what I'm saying? If it is for two months. You know, for the summer, you know, because well, yeah, the cool thing about going back, though, is you you live such a simple life that it's stress free. Edit that shit out. You go back over there and you literally see how much of a simple life people live. Dude, and they're so happy that you're so like, happy. Damn, with it. Why, why can't we have that over here? You know what's crazy, though? You know how they say America is the land of the free? Mm. I, mm. It, to be honest with you, I've never felt mm. so mm. free living and 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 being in Mexico those you know, those and, months. And, and maybe it's a living bias thing, dude. It's 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 liberating. It, and I think it is, but I think at the same time, and this is my opinion is. You you have the American money that you can take over there that makes it easier to have that mentality. But at the end of the day, mom, like I said, we, we grew up poor. Yeah, but I guess so we didn't you got to remember. What, I mean, I don't know what the value of a dollar and a peso is right now, right? I think but, right now it's about 20 pesos. Right, so think dollar. about it. Like, if well, you, it could be more. If you go with $10 and you go over there and you feed, you can easily feed your family, right? My family right. of four with $10. Depending on what you're eating. Yeah, it could be like a street street. Kind well, of yeah, street. I'm saying like... Quesadillas, no, you know, claro, claro, you know something based. I'm not talking about no lobster or anything like that, right? right it's just, right. you know, a little mom and pop shop in the streets, you know, for 10 bucks, you'll have a feast, right? That is true. And, but for them, for them to have a feast out over there, it's, it's hard. It's, it's hard, hard, right? It so is hard. I think maybe that changes the little, a little bit of perspective there is that we're, we're blessed to have a little bit of extra income to be able to do something like that. So, girl, like, so, so back to that, 
Um, my grandma lives in Monterrey, and most of my cousins and metias, I, I everybody mm-hmm. kind of lives out there in Monterrey, right? Shout out to my grandma. Uh, she has Alzheimer's, and she, she kind of doesn't remember who I am sometimes, you know. But I still I love her. Yeah, yeah. But she remembers. I be cool. it, it's kind of one of the most like amazing feelings to right, right. So, um, hey, bring me some back of that infused water. Infused water. Hey, I want mine with pineapple though. Oof, strawberry. <laughs> but you were saying my bad. Yeah. So, um, when I say we grew up poor. Up until I was like old enough to make my own money and all that, my mom didn't connect. She, my even my sister started working at Pizza Hut when she was like 15, 16 years old. Jeez, you know what I mean? Like, so we all kind of hustled our own way, right? You know, my mom learned, my mom actually taught us to be, hey, take care of yourself because I'm not always, I'm not even old, I'm not always gonna be here, Mm -hmm. you know. The thing is, now I'm in a position to where we could all help each other. Like, if my sister ever needed anything, I would be there for her. My brother, same thing. My, my mom. You know, you know. And that, that's, a, that's a good point you bring up because um, my wife and I, we, we had that issue, right? And yes, problems do exist amongst Hispanic marriages. Mm-hmm. Um, only because you're Mexican and married into Puerto Rican doesn't mean you're going to mesh. Because everybody has their own values. Yeah. That That's still one of the hardest things for me, right, is... is Trying to explain to her why I I have to be there for my family. Okay. Right? Yeah. To us, it's normal. I guess to me, it's normal because that's how I was raised. You know, since I was a kid, your family, meaning everybody in this household, you know, and for those of you who haven't noticed, this household is is mom and dad's house, right? Mm -hmm. And this is always home for us, no matter if we have our own home. But everybody in this household is your family. For example, right? At the end of the day... You as your mom's child, God forbid something happens to your family, you would always take care of the household. No doubt. Right. And that's just this is this, this is always home for me, no matter for me personally, right? Um, you always and, have something to fall back on when it comes to mom and dad in the house that you were raised right. in. Um and some people may not see it that way. They're like, Oh well no, your household is where you live now. It's like true, yeah. Partially, yes, right. but to me, my home is here, right? This is where I was raised. This is where my parents literally established their roots, and they're like, "This Correct. is where we belong," type thing, right? So, right. Um, but it's kind of one of those things. That it's challenging to try to explain that to somebody who doesn't have that mentality. And there's there's nothing wrong with it. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it at all, right? But that's kind of the challenges of a, of a marriage of in between Hispanic cultures. And I think I think that everybody goes through it. I think as as a pair or as a as as a unit, you and your wife relationship, right? You establish a point where you can understand the values and how you want to move forward. No doubt, right? And how she establishes them. But there's a reason to why you work together, right? Right. You're still together and you're still establishing yep. a marriage. Yeah. You know. A and, bond, yeah, a friendship. That's, that's kind of where you, you learn how to say, okay, you know what? Only because I appreciate my family this much and I'm willing to do this much for them doesn't mean I'm not going to do the same for your family. Correct. Right. You know, if, if your family needs it, you know. All day. Let's go help them. You know, do let's it. do what we have to do. You know, it, it's not it's not an argument. It's not a conversation. It's just hey, a topic. Hey, I, hey, just FYI, you know, my family needs help. All right, cool. 
you know, I'm, I'm not I'm not going to be setting double standards just because. For sure. You know what's Preference crazy? type thing. You're in a position to where you don't have to put any kind of like double standards on it. Yeah. You're in a position to where you're okay. You know, like through this COVID issue, a lot of people have, you know, lost their jobs and they're not working. Right. But if you're a married couple and you're going through the struggle and you're making it work, guys, like, I mean, kudos to everybody who's doing that. Like there's, there's, there's been times where in a relationship when one little thing in, in your in relationship happens and then I'm out. Right. I'm you, want, you want to bail out, dude, guys, everything in life has consequences. And I think that's, I think how you move forward and how you establish a relationship with somebody who you love and care about is how, is how you want to, I guess, I guess, I guess you want to say how you want to establish your relationship with, you got to think about these establish things. your roots, your roots. Right. Because we, you're thinking long term here. Right. You're not well, thinking short term. Yeah. At the end of the day, guys, if, I feel as if me as an individual, I'm not going to start dating a person just to pass time. I no. mean, I, I mean, I've done that just to be honest. I mean, but, but I right, mean, you've done that. When I was younger, right? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. younger. I'm in a position now where I'm 31 years old. I'm not trying to date just to pass time anymore. I want to establish something I want I want us to be in the same page. Let's yeah. grow together. Let's 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 move forward as a unit. Kind of the same way how you're doing it. Kind of the same way you're doing with your wife. You know what I mean? You know that's pretty cool though because a lot of people realize that a lot of these little things are things that we indirectly learn from our upbringing. Yeah, dude. You know, it's kind of like, for example, you were you were raised in a single household that you you realize how much of, and correct me if I'm wrong, you realize how important it is to have two people in a household to raise a family. Mm-hmm. Right. In my case, it was kind of you realize how important it is to have two people that are communicating not only amongst themselves, but with their kids to raise a household. And that's important. Right. So it's kind of only because you have two people, two parents in the same household doesn't mean it makes it easier for anybody. It just means it's that much more challenging because it's like, okay, what are you trying to teach you? What are you trying to teach the kids? And what am I trying to teach the kids? And how can we mold that together to make our kids successful? Correct. And sometimes it's different. Like sometimes that could be difficult, right? Like I mean, if you if you have a different mindset and you have a family, you as a father, you have a different mindset of how you want to move forward, and your wife or your other better half has a different perspective and how they. It all depends on how y'all come together, right? Yep. I didn't have that issue with my mom. It was always this is what I feel as if as a mother, kind of like how your mom wanted to. Like her idea was to make sure that you have y'all have a better life, yeah, and to get an education. Accomplished, right? I don't know how your dad felt about it, but your dad just kind of wanted you to. Well, that's what we were saying earlier, right? Like my dad would tell my mom, and then my mom would be the one that would execute the plan type thing. Um, that's just how it worked, you right. know. And then my mom would come get the progress report and be like, "Hey, by the way, this is how your kids are doing." And there was nothing wrong with it. It's just how they work. Right. Um, yeah. and, it, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but, it, and, you know, maybe some of our listeners can have their input, but a lot of these old school Mexican dads, that's how they work. You know, they're, they don't care about those details. They just want to know, okay, are they behaving? Are they, you know, are they respectable human beings? 
Yeah. Are they being fed? You know, that, that's all they care about. Are they not stealing? Yeah, exactly. Or anything of that sort. Are, are they make, Are they making me look bad? Hey guys, if y'all have similarities to how y'all dad share the yeah, dude, share, share the, the podcast. Below. We we would love to. Well, I guess I would I would love to see the comments because I, I want to like, see the fucking interaction, damn dude. It. I want to see how y'all would relate. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I can relate to them in a lot of ways because we kind of grew up the same way. For like, we're the first generation born here, right? At the end of the day, nope. But we the oh, the the culture. And the upbringing was kind of the same, you know? You would so, think it's not, right? Because right. different scenarios. But once we started talking about it, it's like, damn, like, we were raised the same way almost. Right. To be honest with you guys, this, the, the way that we were brung up, no matter how you were brung up, you have to be, pr like, if you're at a point in your life where you're in a situation and you're content and you're happy and you feel like you've done something in life, it's you got to be proud about that, and it, it wasn't because you did this. It's because it's how you were raised as a, mm -hmm. as a, how you were up, bro. You 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 were brought up to to feel proud, basically and to feel whoever accomplished. planted the seed, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yep. No so doubt. even if you were raised by your mom or your dad or both, all that you have to be proud of, of the culture and how you were brought up, dude. No doubt. Because, you know? I mean, sometimes you have the scenario, even though you have both parents in the same household, you're still only raised by one. You know, and that's that's one thing people forget about is only because I had my mom and dad doesn't mean they were both involved. It was probably one or the other for whatever reason, right? Maybe the mom didn't feel like being a mom. You know, the dad didn't feel like being a dad, you know, or mom or, or dad had health issues that didn't allow them to be there, right? Yeah. Um, But it's one of those things that, you don't know what it's like. Right. I don't know what it's like. No, dude. Um, Everybody was raised different. Everybody right. has their own, you know, I guess, uh, upbringing. Challenges. And challenges, right. right. And and scenarios on how they, you know, were raised. But at the end of the day, dude, I think that most, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, most Latinos, when, when it comes to the fact that how you were, you're here now in these, the land of opportunity, <clears throat> you're in a position to you you have it ingrained in your mind that you have to do better in life yeah, you have, you have no yeah, excuse yeah, yeah. yeah there you go you have no, no excuse. excuse to move forward and do better than what you're how you were raised tell me if prove me if i'm wrong comment comment prove me if i'm wrong you think the way your parents were raised and up wrong you think you're living a better life now i can promise 95 percent of y'all are living a better life Mm -hmm. No doubt. Because you're in it. Hey, dude, you got benefits. You got papers. You, just got, to begin papers, with, you got Just to begin with, you got and papers. If you, even if you don't have papers, dude, there's always something that you can do to better your life and, and or like these acts that are in place right now that people can implement. Yep. And take advantage of. Dude, if you don't know, do the research. If you want to better your life, there's nothing. There's no excuse to better your life. Well, that's, that's another <laughs> thing, right? If you don't know... Ask. Ask us. You know, yeah. we're here. We may not know, but we may know somebody that knows, right? We'll figure right. it out. Um, and that's kind of one of those things, you know, earlier I was mentioning about the the, the the girl I interviewed or mock interviewed. She was like, I don't I don't know, right? And my parents don't know. But I don't know how to ask for help. You know, mom always told me, el que pregunta, no sabe. 
Dude, you gotta ask questions. You can't be scared. You can't be in the in your in your little bubble. Shell, yeah. Your yeah, you can't zone. be in your shell. Dude, if you don't know anything, you put yourself in a position to where you, like, hey, dude, you're not content where you're at. Therefore, do what you gotta do, ask your questions, and move forward. Like, there's always a way. Figure it out, solve it. Yeah, dude. That's the best thing to do. I think that's the thing though, right? Like, that's probably a a bad thing. I won't I guess that's the easiest way I can think about it. A bad thing is that, oh, figure it out. But Not necessarily. it's one of those things we'll ask for help. You know, why figure it out? Why spend so much time trying to figure it out? If you could just ask for help, it probably took you a quarter of the time, half of the time. Mm-hmm. That would It would have taken you to figure it out. But you can't. It's not easy to change that mentality, right? Because no. we're, we're raised to figure it out. Oh, you don't right. know? We'll figure it out. Instead of saying, oh, well, go ask somebody for help who knows how to do it. Like you said, like how you became a teacher, like a, a friend of yours put you on, right? No, my uh, teacher that I had in our middle school teacher. Oh, she put she put you on. Mm-hmm. She did. I mean, dude, you're in a position now to where you're changing lives. Dude. Oh yeah, you know, and and that's great, dude. Like, I mean, to be honest with you, I love art. I grew up loving art. Like in high school, I was. I did sculpting, painting, and that's why I kind of want, I, I got into the uh, the murals. Kama and Sutra? The yeah, and Kama Sutra. <laughs> the what? Kama, Kama Sutra. Sutra. Uh, that's what no, I thought guys. I heard. I was like, I mean, there, yeah. I can get, we can get into it, but I mean, nah, but like back in into the, day. the book, talk about it or into it? I know. Hey, comment below if you're into the Kama Sutra. <laughs> uh, I mean, nah, I, at the end of the day, yeah, I mean, I love art. And to be honest with you, I studied to be a primary teacher and I got certified to become a primary teacher. But at the end of the day, it wasn't, it wasn't the top. It wasn't, it was more like finger painting, not really the art that I wanted to kind of get mm-hmm. teach and get into. And to be honest with you, like it was all during the recession. So you, I had to make decisions based on what I know and what, I can put myself into. That's why I'm in the automotive industry right now. Like I've been in the automotive industry for over nine, ten years now, and I'm good at it. I love cars. That's another passion of mine, you know. So, if dude, if you have a passion, I feel like everybody. If you have a, if you have a passion, go for it, dude. You know, not to interrupt you, but shout out to my boy Alex. Dude, yes, Alex, you know, top ten, top ten in the country, top dude. Hey, you know, Alex, it, you know? Alex has been in the car industry selling and now he's in the finance industry. You know, this guy has put him, like, he's applied himself and put himself in a position to where he is successful. He's, I mean, for lack of better words, he's one of the top 10 in the country in financing. Shout out to Alex, man. So, um, we probably perspective there. Yeah. Yeah. And um, like I said, these are the kind of people that we... I, I like to establish myself with because these are people who are always trying to better themselves and put themselves in a position to move forward in life. If you're not, there's a thing that everybody says, if you're surrounded by people who think they're low lives, they're probably going to perceive you as a low life. If you surround yourself by people who are trying to better themselves, people are going to look at you as a person who's trying to better themselves. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. Lay it down on them. Hey, guys, it is like what it the, is. what's that What's that one saying? You are who you hang out with. Damn. So at the end of the day, guys, if you're a go-getter, if you want to better your life, you have no excuse. 
Go, go get it. Stop fucking around. And that's coming from a guy from a single parent household. You know what I'm saying? And My if mom you come from a, a dual parent household, you have it easier. Not you may easy. have it easier. It, it might not, not be easier. It, it could be that your dad was abusive, and mm-hmm. I don't know the story. The, the thing is, you can change it. Do something about it. Do something about it. And if you and if you feel like you can't do it, ask somebody to help you. Mm-hmm. Dude, there's always going to be an alternative way to how you can change your life. If not for you, but for the people you love and, and you surround, like your kids no or whatever. Doubt. Think about your future. Yeah, dude. That's the hardest thing to do sometimes. That is true. So I guess right with on, that guys. then, do you guys have any final thoughts, comments, questions? Guys, if any point in this podcast that you can relate to any kind of position to where we were as individuals growing up, even if you had a dad, you know, that wasn't always there or, you know, you didn't have a dad at all. You know what I'm saying? Share us your story. Like, we want to know how you bettered yourself. And if you are stuck in a situation, ask. You know, like there's always people out there. Like I'm one to always listen. And these guys, are, like I said before, he's always given me a perspective in life on how to, how, how we establish a rapport with one another. We're and creating how a I platform learn. here, guys. At right. the end of the day, what we're trying to do, create a platform for anybody and everybody to approach us. With so sharing and everything, right? Correct. We Share may not the know, podcast. Yeah, we we may not know everything, but we'll probably know somebody who's been through something similar. That's right, guys. Those are great last words. Let's call it. I mean, at the end of the day, it, there's always help. And, and like I said, we, we might not know how the, how to take care of it, but we can ask. We might know people. Yep, and we'll find out. Day, right. Spread okay. the word. You know, let us let people know we're here. Let them know what we're about, and you know, like I said, we—I feel like we know enough people that we can ask around and get an answer for you guys. And tune in for episode twelve. Is that what it was? Oh, that's Nine, right. 10, hey, 11, episode 12, 12. Health. <laughs> health coming soon, guys. Coming soon. Uh, you know, living in, in a Hispanic heritage, uh, how we were raised, Latinos, and how to take care of our—I mean, everybody knows. At the end of the day, we all have issues, whether it be health-wise. Whether it be mentally, health-wise, physically, financially. Dude, we all have a story. We could all get through it at the same time. We're here to help. Let us know, guys. If you guys want to share it, let us know. That's why we're here. Like I said, we're creating a platform for everybody. It's COVID, guys. I mean, if you have something to say, say it. Put it on the comments. Let's let's talk about it. It's acceptable. Blame it on COVID. Fuck COVID, dude.